Welcome back to another episode of The Challenge Insiders here on Reality Pop. We are back to talk about The Challenge Season 37 finale and also All Stars Episode 6, not to be forgotten here. We get two episodes once more, um, which has been great to cover. And boy, oh boy, what a final to talk about. But let me first introduce you to my co-hosts who probably don't need any introductions, but <laughs> we will go down there again and we will ask Drew from the Angel Cake channel. Drew, how are you doing? How does it feel to finally get to the end of this marathon of a season that is, I think it's been almost like four and a half months of us um, reviewing it at this stage? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to get to the end. Uh, it's sad to see the ending because that means that there's one less thing that we're going to be covering or one less week we're going to be doing anything together. But uh, just to let everybody know, I found out what Devin's flawless plan is, and I have it up here for you guys <laughs> if you really want to like cheat off of it, make your own flawless plan. I mean, I, can you go cheat. through that? I, I, I can't fully see it. Can you explain? Please. Yeah, it's Devin's flawless plan. It's three steps. It's work with Big Brother, guilt trip your friends, and lose the finals. And that is what <laughs> flawless is. Hey, I will say the guilt trip your friends got him 50K. And that's not too bad of a strategy. If you're not going to go in there and win the final, then at least get something from it. Chantel, um, how are you doing? And what was your views of this exciting finale that we saw um, here? And Potentially some history in the making here with uh, CT, I guess, winning his fifth challenge championship. Um, I just had to remind each other that I have CT on my team. Um, uh, all I right, mean, podcast Drew, over. You, you had Nelly <laughs> on your team. Um, I don't know if Nelly crossed the finish line, but I do know that CT did. So I'm pretty happy with how things went down. I have a lot of things to say about, you know, the structure of the final. Like there's some things mm. I loved about it, some things that I was like, that could be tweaked and fixed. But overall, it was a it was I was on the edge of my seat. I wasn't a hundred percent sure who was going to win in the end um which you know i always like you know not knowing definitively who's going to be winning the game um and i'm happy that it's finally coming to a conclusion um it's been a long time coming so i'm happy that it will only have to deal or like you know watch all stars which is just a little bit more relaxed um yeah so i'm happy to talk about it with you guys tonight because i want to hear your guys's thoughts and opinions all right well, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly here tonight, and it's great to have everybody here in the live again as well. Sam, welcome to the stream. Rodrigo, struggling at art. Um, thank you for those early comments. Um, the Hangout Room asking me, what time do we normally stream? It is on the East Coast time, Eastern Standard Time uh, for, I believe, New York, 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time every Friday. There will be a slight adjustment to the schedule, which I'll try and um, put this up as a notification to the whole community as well just in case anybody misses this first part because we do get a lot of people that drop in later during the stream sometimes um, but we will be on at 5 p.m eastern standard time next week when we're doing it because i will be podcasting with you guys on christmas day um i've actually got some people <laughs> coming over so i need to move things over you know one of the cons about being in new zealand is i'm somewhere in the future um, but we will make it work so 5 p.m eastern standard time lock that in guys we will be here to talk about the next episode of um the challenge all stars and most likely the reunion show as well um i believe we will have a reunion show coming up next week as well right guys yes and it actually looks 
kind of interesting. I don't know if they just showed all the good bits, but I've been thinking of like trying to do some sort of drinking game or something to be able to watch it. Like how many times people uh, get to a fight with each other or whatever, you have to take a shot. So I've been thinking about trying to figure out a way to make it a little bit more interesting to cover it, but I will be watching it because it does seem like it has a little bit of tea going down. Do we think that um, CT Two hours saying or two parts? Two parts. Oh, it's wow. It's a two-part final. They're really so dragging this out and looking at Come on. <laughs> okay, if it's a two-part final, then I'm not going to cover the, the – the, the, sorry, reunion. I'm not going to cover it next week, and I'll just do both the week after. That's too annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's a that's a, a sound way to look at it. And for me, what's really funny is seeing CT saying, you know, he would take or someone asking the question really box. Do we think Fessy is bringing up shade again here at the end? Is it going to be a Fessy CT controversy coming into next week? And how hard yeah. is Fessy playing to um, pair up with uh, CT so he can get a championship? Because CT's given two big brother players a championship now. Will he be able to give a third player here a championship? And Boy, oh boy, do I wish that uh, CT uh, does not stand for it and tells the production team to shove it if they try and put those two together. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, though, I wouldn't be surprised if CT would be okay with it. Because like, he, if he wants to win and then he'd have protection of the whole Big Brother alliance, he would be able to potentially get to the end and people would be scared of going against that team in any sort of elimination True. type situation. So it's not the worst for him, for them to be paired up against each other. It's better for him to be with him than against him moving forward. True. So as much as I would loathe Fessy getting a championship, I can see CT being tempted by the money and going with it. Oh. If you those know two you give it, it's inevitable. Grand. It, happening. You know? it won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. They won't put those two gargantuan men together and then face off against like who? Devin and I don't even know who is his. Josh? His... Oh no, he's just rival. He's Devin's rival. Yeah, Devin's friends now with everyone, I feel like. Yeah, um, pretty much. I don't think there's any like... shade. But there's nobody that they would want to pair up with them. So it's like a hall brawl going up against CT. Mm. And it's like in free agents when they had that T-Bone elimination or that T-Bone daily challenge and Zach and CT were on the team together. Nobody wanted to go near them during going into the ditches because they would destroy everybody who was down there. So it's like they wouldn't overpower their team with Fessy and CT together because who would go up against them? Who would try to trip them up that's the thing well what if they did bring like the joss back in and he, he could probably handle it um rogan uh, um it would be funny the if they like those uh daily challenges from like double agents where they had to hold each other over the cliff and it was just fessy <laughs> looking into ct's eyes as they were just like holding it down or or <laughs> the challenge when um they were they had had to put the other person upside down and so like their crotch and their legs are wrapped around their neck and they had to like <laughs> run with them that would be that awesome amazing if by they... the way <laughs> while we're on the subject of fessy this came to mind um when i was watching the final i was very surprised not to see an eating challenge in the final and we always mm -hmm. see an eating challenge do we think fessy had that written into his claws this season coming back after he did so terrible last season um, because clearly production loves him. They want to see him back. Why did we not have an eating challenge here? Because I feel like it would have definitely, if they wanted to help Fessy in a final, this would be the way to go. Um, and normally I'm not the one with the tinfoil hat on, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Thought bubble. 
that didn't even cross my mind, but maybe <laughs> like I, I, I was surprised. I mean, they don't do an eating challenge on every single final, um, but I was surprised that they didn't like torture them a little bit more. Um, the fact that they didn't have to like stand on a tin can and splash their face with water and like, you know, switch up sleeping um, or sleep on something awkward and uncomfortable. That surprised me as well. So as much as the, the beginning of the final was hard, I don't think it was one of the hardest finals that we've ever seen. Um, I thought it was pretty basic, to be fair. Just like the main season, the team format watered everything down. And that's basically how it was, that it was just like they all just wanted to do team puzzles. And there was no like time points or anything. So the 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 having an eating competition really didn't do much because there was two pivotal points, and that was what team you're going to get distributed on or what team you're going to pick. And then and the elimination. Last. And then that's it. Like that, those were the two main points. Everything else was kind of filler in a way because there was no time. There was nothing that transpired in the middle of it to figure out what to do next in the finals. Um, so having an eating portion wouldn't have changed much of anything besides people just eating and barfing stuff up. And then CT would just destroy them again. Well, unless yeah. though, like when when the new like the new duos were created, that's when you had maybe the eating things happen, and you'd see like CTB like like you know you're with me now, Casey. Like come on, eat. Like you know what I mean. Like exactly. getting her to eat it or something like that. Because I did find that it, a little bit unfair that Casey was allowed to be on the losing team. She uh, had was going against her girlfriend to stay in the game. Nani fully let her win to continue. I don't agree. She gets to choose their be her I, favorite I partner, the like the best partner, after being the, the best of the losers, and then just goes to just like run to the end and win. I just feel like there should have been another checkpoint or something else just to equalize it a little bit, um, especially if she wasn't going to have to work harder to get CT as a partner. So, so I don't agree that Nani gave Casey the one. I think Casey would have won every single day of the week, but Casey kind of gave her a win in that second round yeah, she and did, didn't even fight. To make it and not that like was a blowout, but like yeah, it looked boring to watch. You can tell by Nani, she's out. like, just try a little bit, Casey. Like, just try. Like, she wasn't. Neither of them were giving it their all. No, and no. They, they, regardless they, they of whether Casey would have won for sure or not she did make sure that Casey wasn't super sore, wasn't super bruised up, like didn't exert that much energy to, you know what I mean, moving forward. Like it was an easy win for Casey. And if it was with, against anybody else, Casey would have fought harder. And I felt maybe deserved that win a little bit more. Like yeah, Kyle so, so deserved that win. <clears throat> oh yeah. Let, let's, let's get, let's get into, into this. Cause this is one of the, the ugly, the bad. And, and I've got some opinions about this as well. So, Casey sucked at the finale. Most of it, she was at the She's bottom, bad. at the back. She 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 didn't even do good in the individual part of it. Like she was not doing well. So for her to get to the end, um, and and even Kyle to a certain degree here as well. Like I feel like probably in my mind, and and oh man, I know there's not a lot of love for this person here on this panel, but I have to be fair. Tori got burned by this because no, she was by far Tori the best girl best in the finale. Girl. I agree. Yeah, by far. Like she she deserved to have a choice. So in my opinion, how you fix this whole thing is you say, let's look at time-wise who'd had the best time through the first checkpoints. And those two people 
get to choose who they want to run with and they can choose to run together if they want to give power to the people who are performing well this kind of reminded Instead me of just being and like, we will oh, be talking about takes me that sucked yeah <laughs> like and, and and we will talk about this when we talk about survivor next week um as well but you know how can you reward someone for losing and make them give them the power for losing and and everything that you know if they want to be seen as an olympic sport or they want to have this competitive show you should be promoting someone for doing well and performing well within the finale uh casey was gifted this final in my opinion like it, in my mind it was always inevitable at some stage casey had a good chance at winning one of these shows did i want to see her win this way definitely not like um i, I feel like it's a hollow win personally yeah, yeah, and this is what my whole Friday Tiny Table Talk, my first seven minutes of this video, was me talking about the format. Like, we can't take away the win that Casey got because she got it fair and square. I mean, the format was the format, and she played within the rules of the format. But this finals was the, – the, the advantage was losing. If you lost and then won this elimination, you got all the power, whereas the purple team won 80% of the time because 80% of the finals was in teams. Uh, if you lost 80% of the time and then got to – you just had to stand there. You had no – in if my, my whole thing is if in a perfect world, this finals would have been run like free agents. Everybody would pair up with everybody, do some solo rounds, and then if you want to pair them up later – to be their final pairings then you can do it off of a point or a time-based system if we keep everything held constant and they still want to do the team format because of the whole like i don't know it, it's like a the thing where it goes back and forth race car it's like race car where it was uh pairs oh a team, palindrome. palindrome palindrome yeah um if, if you want it to stay that way what they should have done was had more solo portions at the beginning, more solo checkpoints at the beginning where they actually timed or had points. And then once they were in teams, you had them do something where they were individually, but also playing as a team. So if within a checkpoint, you have to help move this missile, but within once you take that missile where you needs to be, there's something else you have to do there. There's like four puzzles and you have to do a puzzle or a math problem and whoever gets the gets at first within the team you're still working as a team but as solo wise so when we get to that point where there's eliminations or purges or whatever you can purge whoever has the slowest time or has the, the lowest amount of points those two people are purged out and then whoever has the top points gets to choose what they want to do who they want to be paired up with do they want to be paired up with the top scoring or top scorer of the women's or the opposite gender or whatever that's then they can make that decision together. But to have the purple team so far ahead or someone like Tori who did great in the solo portion and then got to pick her team and then win the most out of everybody, not have agency or a choice in this is just crazy. And I get it. It's the format of the season. They're trying to keep with the format of the season. But also the other hand was the winning team was the agency and they held all the power. And they Yet, weren't allowed to be touched. Yeah, <laughs> except... Now that's not the case. Instead, it's whoever lost gets all the power to choose who they want to be. It doesn't make any sense. When I I got really heated in my video, and I feel like I've been able to like simmer down a little <laughs> bit. And you guys said a lot of the same stuff, but yeah, I oh, don't want to get too heated. So ridiculous. so frustrating watching that. And I don't yeah. know if it if it translates over to the general viewer that just casually watches the show and if they feel the same way about it or not, but to me, it, it really is frustrating as someone who analyzes the game, wants to see the best player win, wants to see a great strategy, um, wants this show to be a top-tier show, which it 
it, it will be there. It'll be there next year again. Um, a lot of this blowback that we could have had in this finale probably is cushioned by the fact that we get CT winning his fifth season. And a lot of people are big CT fans. Now, Chantel, there's been a lot of discussion in recent times that if CT does not play in the real show and the the main challenge that a lot of viewers og viewers will turn away from the show um ct has gone and spoken in an interview after with i think it was people magazine i've read an interview where he said that he feels like it's that time again for him to take a break like he feels like you know it's hard to say no when when tj calls but he's in that portion now where he kind of feels like he his son's getting older he wants to spend more time with him you know if ct walks away today and calls it a day for now, and he doesn't come back for a couple of years. Where does he sit in the conversation now when it comes to all-time greats for challenges um, out there now that he's had his fifth win? I mean, I think that CT will always... He's he's had such a growth on the season, like on the series itself. Like he started with Real World Paris, the kid with the chip on his shoulder from Boston. And then he's moved through with like being, you know, disqualified for fighting all the time. Like, and then he has this amazing love story with DM and then he comes back and he's out of shape and he's not doing that well, but he's still able to do well on champs versus stars or pros or both. And then he comes back and he's like, okay, I, I'm not good. At, like he, we've seen so, much of his transformation and his journey that I think that if he came back and he's like 80 years old like with a cane people be like yes the greatest of all time is back I think that they will allow him to come back especially 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 if he continues performing as well as he's been performing um I think that he I think that Bananas is still maybe a little bit above him I know he's won two more um seasons than than CT has but I feel like that's more so in the later years for CT. So the newer fans are going to be a little bit more into CT because like they've seen him around a little bit more than, than bananas. So I don't think that his legacy is going to be tarnished. I think that he could do whatever he wants and people will be just like drooling if he decides to come back. And I'm not sure though about how the fandom will um, react like next season. I don't know if the numbers will go down if he doesn't show up. I can't, I can't tell yet because they've been saying like, like the reason why they're bringing in all these new international players and big brothers because they're trying to really build up the fandom. So I just don't know how much that has actually been working. I can't, I can't tell. You know, I'll still watch, you know, because but I'm a longtime fan. I don't know about the new fans. I don't know. But I did want to say something about the um, the final is I wouldn't have mind this if it was known to everybody what would have happened if they came in last. They, they would have to go up in a final battle and then they got to choose their partner. Then maybe you would see some strategy with people being like, oh, well, I don't want anybody from the orange cell to be deciding to go with me and potentially losing my final. Maybe we should decide to go against each other. CT might be like, hey, man, I, I'd rather choose to be running with, say, Tori or Casey than like have maybe Nani come and choose me to, to play the, the rest of the final. So I wish to just give them all the information and let them make their own decisions and then watch it play out instead of like, Hey, ha ha, you suck, but you lose out even though you're doing the best. 
they're, they're looking they're looking for shock factor they're looking at how can we keep the players on their toes not give them all the information and see how they react because in their mind that makes for good tv and i don't disagree necessarily with that the problem for me is the 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 whole mechanic what the shock is about it it really favors the underperforming group there at that specific point um and like you said no one knew but I think an interesting question would have been, Drew, like, would anybody have sacrificed? I mean, I know CT is very confident in his, in his own ability, but he's someone who doesn't want to go into eliminations if he doesn't have to. And you don't know what you're going to go up against, um, you know, someone in that spot. You don't know that it's going to be something physical. Mm-hmm. It could be a puzzle. You know, there could be certain things that Devin is as capable as CT at puzzles and other things that CT could absolutely beat him in. But clearly CT has some respect for Devin's ability when it comes to doing puzzles. So, would we have seen a different result if they knew that this was going to be the case? What What do you think, Drew? How do we How do we fix this? And you know, I hear what Chantel is saying, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it would have worked out any differently. I don't think it would have because I don't think Tori wants to go into an elimination, especially against the rookie who has won four eliminations, despite the competition. People have talked about Emmy's competition in those four eliminations. It. At the end of the day, she's won four eliminations and she's done pretty well on the season. So Tori wouldn't want that to happen. But also, if that was the case and he said it to everybody, we could still have the final be going on today. Like everybody's just camping out, not carrying that missile very far or dragging it. They're just like, oh, we're going to, I want to lose. I don't want to do this. Like everybody's just not even pushing the gyro balls. They're like, you go, you go. No, you go. I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm you, you, like. <laughs> Very true. Um, so on the on the subject of Banana, since you brought him up, Chantel, on his podcast, he has been going on and on about how he believes he could replicate anyone's game that are currently playing. He could replicate any of the other legends game. The one person's game he can't replicate, he reckons, is CT. And he is calling CT the GOAT and has been doing so in his last couple of podcasts. Is this Bananas playing 4D chess and trying to minimize a target on his back if they were ever to go back there and play the game again? Because we know that Bananas is not the greatest at giving other people credit, right? I think that he wants to push a little bit of the target off of his back. I mean, like, I'm, I stop. Look at PT. He won two back to back. He's won the most money out of any challenger that's ever played this game before. More than Ashley, more than me. I think he just wants to deflect, deflect, deflect. So that if he did come back, he's not as glaringly obvious of a target, uh, even though he's extremely dangerous. And I do think that Bananas is capable of replicating most people's games, especially the like the Big Brother games. Like they're just not that advanced. Like this is pretty pretty no. basic um, strategy and getting to the end by numbers. It's pretty easy. So yeah, I I, I think that he's uh, has an ulterior motive though. Now, Drew, you're a bit of a statistician here and knows the history of the show better than most. Um, I believe, and I could be wrong as a newer school fan, I've watched most of these earlier seasons once. Bananas and uh, CT are both one and one in a final going up against each other head to head. Do we deserve to see a third one to set the record straight if those two were ever to play in a final again? Who would beat the other one outright? Because uh, both are really good at finals. It would be difficult. I mean, it would be difficult to say because it's it depends on what final, what's in the final, who else is in the final as well as their sabotages or anything like that. I mean, CT is 
we talk about how bananas and CT are really great competitors and they have found success on the challenge, but both have taken very different paths. Like bananas, both bananas and CT weren't very well liked in their earlier renditions of their other teams and everything. I mean, but bananas has had to do it with social skills, with being jokey and everything. CT has been an intimidating figure for most of his challenge career. I don't think he saw an elimination for a, the long, well, he did see it in Inferno, but he went into the Inferno to take out Shane because his friend was in there, but nobody was wanting to go against CT. Nobody wants to throw him in. And when he's on a team, everybody looks at him as a very big asset. And now that he's in what seems to be even better shape than he was back in rivals too. I mean, it's going to be difficult to take him out, but, I think what it comes down to is if it's going to be a puzzle-heavy final like this one, I would have to give it to CT because Bananas isn't puzzles. Like, he has his luck, and he has this way of getting puzzles when he needs to or in a tight spot, but on a normal basis, he is not known for his puzzle skills. So if it came down to CT and Bananas uh, in a final where it's mainly running and puzzles, I would want to lean towards CT, but things have happened where free agents the final elimination was puzzle pyramid and it was ct versus bananas and somehow bananas just absolutely won and it was, there was ra rather impressive there was a time when ct wasn't or didn't have confidence in puzzles i was kind of i remember when he's like oh a puzzle ugh. um i think he's actually practice which is what nelson should be doing kyle yes. should be doing it seems like tori has been doing this um, she was better at um puzzles this this final from from her previous showings um but like the puzzle that the with the missiles with the three um the three squares like yeah. that's a very common puzzle so if you just started doing puzzles you would have seen that solution at least similarly at some point in your life and so the fact that by the way do you know how he got that do you know how he got it that fast just looking at some of the interviews afterwards it's a puzzle he played with his son so he's oh, like oh i played that one with my son you know so exactly. it's like a kid's puzzle that they're using in a final and none of these adults can figure out a kid's puzzle nelson's thinking that you know he needs to put a triangle down and he was completely lost in the source which was one of the funniest moments for me in the final but if he had done that, if they actually had taken those missiles and started to like at least move them in that direction, yeah. where those pieces were placed, it might have like, wait, just move this over and get the other one over here. We'll have a third. You know what I mean? It might have. They might have seen the the three pieces, but. Um, yeah, the fact that they've never seen that one before. I feel like I did that one in grade school. Absolutely, like little toothpicks. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's I don't know. There's always like you two move to to matchsticks and and create another yeah, square. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen that one before. And even the day before I watched the find that though that episode, I saw a similar one on Facebook where you had to like move two matchsticks to create three squares. And I was like, oh, I just saw something similar to this yesterday on Facebook. So where are you guys <laughs> like where i don't know so david says cta kids then he started doing more puzzles so there is hope for kyle because <laughs> kyle you know obviously a baby on the way now um and he said that he was going to take a break from the show after this but getting so close yet again um he's becoming the runner-up man now he's had quite a few runner-up um uh, finals he he wants to come back and prove something here um one of the things i do want to say about kyle i may have been the only one um that that found it this way i i found it really endearing the the rivalry the frenemy thing between him and nelson the whole season butting heads going up against each other he beats him but 
Kyle, you know, he's a jokey guy. He plays it up for the cameras, but he was very humble in defeat. Oh, oh sorry, in victory, I should say, you know, saying, hey, I had a weight advantage, diminishing it, make Nelson feel less bad about the fact that he lost um, that specific challenge. Um, I, I really, you know, for me, Kyle, I feel like the more I see him play the show, the more and more I understand him. There's the TV personality, the character. But then I think we saw the real Kyle, who he is as a person outside of the show. There's show some compassion to a competitor who got so close and was so defeated. And I really enjoyed seeing TJ going over there. Um, you know, he jokes around, he laughs, he has his fun with the cast. But, you know, there's a lot of talk sometimes about TJ not enjoying this new cast members as much as the All-Stars. And there's probably some truth to it. But it does show that there, if he does have respect for you, if he's seen you on the show quite a lot of times, you know, he does care for these people to a certain degree. And he went over there to have a word with um, Nelson, who was just absolutely deflated. And I feel for him because, like you said, you know, there's certain things he's going to have to work on to come back and win. Otherwise... He's just going to be another Anissa saying, I've never won and I've gotten so close many times. But, you know, you've got to work on the things that you're not great at. But overall, great human moment I found by both Kyle and TJ here in the final. Yeah, I love Kyle. I mean, he, he does some silly things for TV. He does. He's not necessarily the most reliable in like an alliance. But I think all in all, like he's just somebody that wants to be on the show. He really enjoys whatever it, whatever the show gives him and brings him. Um, he really likes being there, and I think that I think that he'll always come back. Um, and I, I did think that it was a really sweet and endearing moment between him and Nelson, like not making Nelson feel bad. And I think it's because Nelson really tried super hard in the beginning, in the middle of the season when they're choosing those cells, um, the original cells, CT was like, Nelson is a workhorse. And that's really, he really is a workhorse. Like he's really good at running that missile and running those distances and has that endurance and has that strength. And he, he works on that part of him, which is amazing. But he needs to be more well-rounded. And I, I just, like, I wish that he would just take the fact that he could be so good and not be good at two huge elements of the final. And he can almost get there. And, like, all he needs to do is get better at puzzles and he would be competitive in these finals. Um, this is where he always gets, like, tripped up. He's able to outlast everybody endurance-wise and stamina-wise. So I just wish that he would just put those pieces together so he can get himself a win. Um, instead of TJ having to come over and give him a pep talk, like, give yourself a pep talk, learn some damn puzzles, and come back and, and, and win. <laughs> like, he has it. He has enough. The hardest part would be the endurance part, I would think. Like, just to get familiar with some puzzles. It's not that hard. I I will say that I I said it today on uh, Tiny Table Talk to somebody's comment. I was like, you can find tangrams, you can find these matchstick puzzles, you can find math puzzles free online. So please go go look at these before you get quarantine or whatever. If in the quarantine, you, what else are you doing? Start, start doing them because I think I wholeheartedly think that Nelson could be a still a cold blooded killer in the challenge if he would be sharp at puzzles. I mean, he would be incredible. He was able to go up that mountain way faster than uh, CT on that first point to get to the checkpoint three puzzle. But it was just the puzzles that kept on lagging him behind. If he could get those puzzles down, I mean, he would be incredible. I mean, he has a phenomenal um, elimination record. Well, I mean, he's, he's sporting a three elimination record losing streak right now. But I mean... He uh, is great at eliminations. He's great not in daily challenges, but 
if he could have the physical as uh physical game mixed with the mental game, I don't, I don't think I could, anybody could beat him. I mean, he could get better at swimming for sure, but I mean, swimming isn't like a a huge part of this without a life vest. I mean, he's pretty good with a life vest but we don't normally have these swims these long swims without any protection or anything out there in these challenges so if he could just get better at puzzles i mean they could have been flying through this this final together yeah the only other and thing to add so much... on about sorry so you get i was gonna say the only other thing to add about on about um what nelson could um improve was he doesn't stay cool under pressure he does flail sometimes and we do see that when he's rolling that metal ball he doesn't you know think about okay we want to make sure that we keep it on exactly he kind of gets all over the place and so he hmm. needs to learn how to also focus his energy i think um he has a lot of heart he has a lot of obviously as i've said stamina endurance all that and strength but he needs focus and he needs puzzles Sorry, Chris. I would yeah. I would say that's a, a, a situation that's in the moment, though, because after reading the board, you know that that's the final stretch. It, you know the purple team has already taken off, and if you just, like, wait, you're in that desperation mode at that point. It's not like... It's not like they they were in the middle of something and they had way longer. I mean, he knew that this was the final stretch and they already bummed the lead and the trail is this small. So to get but even around the purple that, team... Though. I'm I'm just saying that I don't think it was as much flaily as it was in the moment though. I would I would count that as like a, a side thing more okay. than <laughs> I wanna I wanna um circle back and touch back on Kyle and Tori here as a team in this final stretch. Apparently the time difference between CT, Casey, Tori, and Kyle were 10 seconds, or was that close between them at the end? So hats off to both Kyle and Tori for keeping up and running with both CT and Casey, who you'd think just pound for pound should be the stronger team here, even in the run portion of it. You know, I I've said um, a lot of things earlier in this podcast that I don't mind being wrong. I love having opinions and being different about it. And I'm wrong more often than right in any case, but I'm sure that's why we've got so many people coming back here to the live stream to hear you guys correct me on my, on my observations. <laughs> but, um, this one here, I think maybe we were a little bit guilty, a few of us together, um, but maybe more so me, I'll be honest. Tori, I've underestimated Tori this season big time. And I said, you know, she she was at a better peak when she was with Jordan. He was training her, her, her like a mad person. But clearly, you know, she, she did extremely well all the way until the end. I give respect to that. I think she's worked really hard on herself. She has gotten better at other aspects that she hasn't done well in the past, and such as puzzles, which we've just said Nelson should do. So I give respect to that. And then Kyle with Tori doing so well here again in another final, probably it helps that he's got someone there that is a puzzle master, even though this was more memory than puzzle um, going in that end section. Um, where do these two go from here? And, you know, do we think that, you know, They've gotten so close a few times now. Kyle and Tori coming in back next season. If we don't have CT there, and if we don't have someone like uh, Casey even potentially there, how big of a threat are they going to be going into next season? Are people going to say, hey, these were the runner-ups last season. They had an extremely good game. We need to target them because uh, Kyle seems to always be underestimated early on and get thrown into a lot of eliminations, even though he wins. I think Kyle will still have that same fate. 
of being kind of the person that people throw in all the time. But I do think that he has a great shot at winning if CT isn't there. So I'm not sure what his what his strategy is going to be like I'm not it really will depend on who is going to be on that season who he can link up with but he still has a friendship with Devin um if Devin can bring him into that alliance and he can just like swear his allegiance and doesn't screw it up and get people pissed off at him and he has some protection he doesn't appear still I don't think he'll appear to be very very scary and I think people would be willing to take their chances against Kyle in a final as opposed to taking their chances with CT in a final so I think that if he gets an alliance, he can get his way to the end. And I actually think Tori as well is not going to be seen as super scary. I don't think that they're going to be throwing Tori down there every single time. I think she she sends she takes people on vacations and trips and whatnot. Like she definitely you know rubs the shoulders of her her teammates, and so I can see that her being able to get to the end as well or close to. So I I don't think that they're going to be seen as these the same threat level as Casey and CT will moving forward. I think Kyle needs to work on, I know people call him a snake or whatever, but he needs to work on putting together a game plan for the end game, because this is three times that we've seen him make it to the finals, but every time he's played closely with a challenge champion and a challenge Mm -hmm. legend vendettas, he was working very close with Kara loses to her in the finals. Total Madness, he's working very close with Bananas and loses to him in the finals. He's working very close with CT this whole season, loses to him in the finals. It's like you need to be able to work with all these players, but then know how to get that player out of the game before heading into the finals. Because if Kyle could, I'm not saying I want him to work with Big Brother and do uh, Devin's flawless plan over here, but if he (laughs) could somehow get to the finals with Josh and Devin, and somehow get CT out at some point in the game and work on, I mean, he has a good social game. If he could work to get those players in the final with him, I mean, he's going to win it. I mean, that's the, that's the dream duo. That's the dream scenario Mm. that you want. If you're Kyle bringing Josh and Devin to the finals and then just running laps around them, uh, especially if you're doing puzzles with your baby. I mean, let's another tough it. season to hit when he does that. I should tell another tough season of watching Josh and Devin go <laughs> no. deep in the game. No. Devin really annoyed me this final, by the way, like just talking himself up every step of the way, you know, and it's just like, man, do you believe the hype that you're trying to sell us? Because no. I don't believe it. I don't see it. Flawless game. Flawless you- game plan. <laughs> To your point, Drew, um, about um, Kyle just knowing what he writes to cut, you know, his 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 competitive ally in the end. I think that the fact that they didn't know how the final was going to like play out also prevented that because he wanted to run with CT so he can get that win with him he didn't think Mm -hmm. that he was going to be against him at some point and be so I mean I we were saying before you want the surprise element for the for the players but like I like the players being armed with information so they can make educated decisions that I think in the end will allow for really awesome gameplay like I think that if Kyle knew that he wasn't going to be running with CT he was going to be running against him in the end he would have made that move to cut CT earlier he would have gone to Emerald he wouldn't care about all these things like but their friends should tell their friends 
How would he do it? He's their friend. He would have gone to Emerald. He would have taken Emmanuel's spot. No, he's taking like Josh's spot. He wouldn't have cared. You know what I mean? Like he would yeah, have. I know what you're saying. Yeah. He definitely would have uh, taken that shot at CT if, if he knew that he was going to be going against him. So. Oh, the, but the, the twist 100% helped CT this mm -hmm. season because people thought that they yeah. could work with him towards the end. And then they got absolutely bamboozled again by the um, producers towards the end of the, the show. <laughs> Drew, what do you think, like, you know, going into next season, uh, when when we look at the different formats that's going on, there's a lot of fluidness. What should challenges do differently going into next sh season? Should they just expect that no matter what we start off as, we might start off as um, a duo, we might start off as teams, but it is just going to change up. And most likely we, at one point, we'll have to run the final against these players and just vote out the biggest threats from the start. How do you plan for the uncontrollable, mess that is the production at the moment with the challenge and how they do things like you know we can train for a lot of things you can train to physically be better you can train to do puzzles better you can train to do certain things but how do you train for production basically is what i'm asking <laughs> you gotta take your shot. 41. <laughs> take your shots you gotta take your shots that's the main that's thing true. of the strategy is you gotta take your shots set yourself up i mean I'm doing this massive rewatch. I did one through 22 so far, and then I'm counting 36 and 37 because I don't want to. I just watched 37. I don't want to go back to 36 and 37, but I'm doing this massive rewatch. And it's like, you got to take your shots. It You got to come in with a game plan. I, I just uh, one of my favorite ones and spoiler alert, one of the higher up ones is Fresh Meat, too, because there were these two warring alliances of this big alliance with Wes and Evelyn. And then you had Kenny and his little bunch there. But every time that Evelyn and Wes had an idea, they would just start chipping away at Kenny's numbers. But then as the game flow went, it's like Landon started moving away from uh, Wes and Evelyn. Then they started to diminish. And it's like, that's how you set yourself up. You try to actually make moves within the game to set yourself up later in the game. It's not this like vet alliance done with the vet alliance. Like you can have friends, Use your numbers, but start chipping away at the players because you never know. I mean, Devin, who had no plan in going into an elimination and going over to Sapphire to work with CT, seemed to ever want to take a shot at him. So to me, that's dumb. Like, that is dumb. I'm cool. I'm just going to run. I'll run the final with CT on the other team if we're going to stay in teams forever. Okay, have fun losing then. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. It was, the strategy was so dumb, and I don't want to hear about friendships anymore. <laughs> and it was weird because he knew what he needed to do. And he articulated that earlier in the season when him and Josh were talking. I, I very much remember that scene where they both agreed the only way they win a final is if CT's not around and they run it against each other at the end. So Devin knows the blueprint. He understands what needs to happen. But, you know, CT, uh, one of the things that Bananas talks about in his podcast, and I've, I've listened to snippets. I, I'm not a, a, a frequent listener, but in this last week, I've specifically when it comes to CT, I thought it'd be interesting to hear his takes on CT and one of the things that he sort of talks about is that, you know, with CT, he's got this way of making you feel like you're in with him, like you're his friend type of thing. And he's really good at doing the guilt tripping stuff or putting ideas into people's mind where they think it's their idea. But really, it's CT, even though he's a lone wolf um, and he falls in between alliances, uh, he he has enough sway to get you to do things the way that you want it. I think Leroy spoke about um, where I think it was in Free Agents where um, he was. Was sent, I think CT was sent away for fighting and came back. And then Leroy wanted him 
completely out of the game. He was sent to an hotel or something like that, but he came back with like sweets for Leroy. And then Leroy was like, oh no, I actually do like CT. I don't want him out of the game. And it's the the the, the sort of mental stuff that he does outside of the game. And in this specific season, at the end, he does give away $200,000, um, which is pretty crazy for me uh, because if it was Johnny Bananas, you know, since we're talking about him, he probably would have taken the money again and just went home with it. And a lot of other people probably would have done that. But how does that influence, um, I guess, the minds of these people now in a season where CT does come back? Does that buy him some time? Like, I know they will want to vote him out, but does this buy him four or five weeks in the game next season that he plays with these players? Because surely they're going to feel a certain friendship, a bond, the fact that CT did not screw them out and he gave them each $50,000. Well done. It was, I think it was a smart move on his longevity in the next season. Um, I think that it, it allows people not to be so terrified of him winning because it's like, well, if I'm close to him and he ends up winning and it's a similar type of situation, I'll still get a piece of the pie and coming in and playing for 50 grand isn't horrible. So maybe I'll keep him around if he can guarantee me 50 grand. So I, I can see people not being as, as immediate to want to get him out because he, he was, Oh, that's so kind. I can't believe he gave me so much money of his money. That's amazing. Um, I think it was a good move for sure. Yeah, it's definitely an investment for the future. I just didn't I just didn't think it held any weight like Rivals 3. You knew that when it came down to Bananas or Sarah getting the decision, you knew that that had some weight because Bananas was going to take all the money. This everybody talked about friendship the whole game. I was like they're all going to get some money. I just I was talking on my uh, live la last night with Angie and Charles and they brought up like it didn't seem exactly fair to the winners to have to choose whether they were going to split the money or not. Like if your production, why don't you come up with the first or second and third type of level? Because if it comes down to it and CT and Casey go, it's my money. I won it. I got here first. Then it's like, Oh, well you, you're the bad people because you didn't even try to split the money or even think about splitting the money, but it's their money. They won it fair and square. So I don't know. Yeah. I just, it was it was fine. I knew they were going to get some money. I didn't think that they were going to take it all for themselves, but it is an investment for later on. So I did like that they split it. Yeah, I guess. And the other big difference here is that, you know, Johnny screwed one person. Like these guys would have screwed four people if they took the money. So that's a big number of people that are going to be upset at you if they're all playing in another season in the future. So um, it's it's like again i think casey i saw one of her interviews um that i read exit interviews with uh, us weekly where she said that um you know if it was someone that she didn't get along with or it was someone that took shots at her in the game she would have kept it but these were people she genuinely worked with at different times within the game so there was a friendship there and she didn't want to go against that and she has run two finals where she got nothing from playing in the finals so she knows what it feels like not to have anything and um we've spoken about ct getting some some you know benefit from this i think casey gets massive benefit from this as well and she can really capitalize on it because she's got i mean love or hate her um you know entertainment value i don't always find that she's the most entertaining person to watch but you know she's going to be going deep into the next season again because she's got those social connections she's got people who are gonna want to ride or die with her so um i, I see 
her going I see her going deep yet again if she comes back. So um, and I've got a feeling that production with so many people being up in the air in regards to if they will come back, play another season or not. You know, I've seen a few people here in the live stream saying they don't want Big Brother back. I just don't see a world where they don't come back. I, I honestly, I, at this stage, I'm preparing for the worst. I reckon we'll see uh, Casey, Fessy, and Josh all back in probably the next season. Like, I, I don't see any reason why they're going to mix mix that formula up at this stage, especially if you've got people like Corey not coming back, CT saying he might, might not come back. Um, who else are they going to go to? Like, I'm not saying that's what I would do, but I'm just saying to the live stream here, be prepared for it. It's a high possibility. No! I mean, I'm just like this dynamic. I'm just kind of, I'm bored with it. Like, so yeah. I don't care about these producers that love Josh, love whatever, whomever, like, fine. It's cool. Like they've done, they've, they've come to the show. They've done their thing, but I just want to see somebody new, new dynamics. Like this storyline, this big butter, big group, all working together numbers game. Like I'm just, I'm, t I'm bored with it. I want something new. Well, I, and to answer Chris's question about who would they bring back, cast a wide net, call everybody that you know, and see who says yes and picks up the phone. I mean, let's there will be no shortage. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's call everybody. I mean, there was a thousand people on Twitter after they put up an X's thing, so it's like there's people out there willing. It's just if the challenge is willing to give them a call. And I'm telling you right now, I think there's way better uh, competitors out there than possibly Josh and all those other people that are kind of watering it down right now with the competition wise at least i would mm -hmm. like to see way more new old faces than and if they're going to bring back big brother which i hope that they don't like at least then the bottom team has to go directly into into elimination because the fact that they can protect themselves with their numbers just because at least yeah. one of that big group is going to win some power and keep them out of elimination it's it's what also doesn't shake things up at all um i just yeah. want the people that suck you go in defend your spot prove that you deserve to be there and then i can maybe tolerate you but just like not having to do anything and just skate to the end every single time and just have the power of numbers and not great personalities and terrible confessionals it's like I, yeah can, can i get something else from you like let me see you go down and defend your spot in the game a few times and then maybe i can respect your big group number game but right now i just i'm just bored beyond belief um throw the losers yeah. in please Guys, as we get towards the end of the first part of this podcast, we are going to go into um, our draft teams and crown the winners for the season. Um, obviously, it's slightly different to the All-Stars uh, draft pick that we've got going on at the moment, which is based on a point system. It's definitely going to be uh, not yeah, winner takes we all, like we had <laughs> into this. And Drew's like, let's wrap this up. Let's, let's speed through this. Uh, but I did want to say break. to everybody... <laughs> don't want to say to everybody in the live stream if you've got any last minute questions that you want to ask about this season um, or what you think next season should be about start putting some questions in there now before we go into um, all stars and we'd be happy to do a speed round in regards to answering some of those questions for you um, myself and Drew and Chantel will be back on the off season I believe Drew I don't know if it's ready for me to announce this is not really appropriate because it's your channel but I believe we'll be on your channel a few times on Angel Cake uh, maybe once a month or something like that we'll come together to talk yes. about very wide topics where if we don't get to your questions today maybe some of those questions will answer like i would love to do a further deep dive into who is really the better competitor between say a johnny bananas or a ct or 
different things that we might talk about and and have a lot more broader discussions outside of just this season alone. Um, I'm glad guys, you brought that up because I wanted to ask you yeah, guys something, ahead. and that reminded me. <laughs> go ahead. I've, I've, should I be afraid? Oh, no, afterwards. Afterwards, oh, afterwards. I was ask you. No, put right. you on the spot now. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about now, availability Chris. into the new year. I was going to no, ask I'm about that. Available. Right, yeah, then. well, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> definitely we'll definitely sort something out. It's out there in the universe now um, for anyone who's listening to this. Uh, before we get into the um, the final crowning, I guess, of the champions uh, here, is there anything else, Drew and Chantal, that you guys wanted to talk about in the finale that we haven't sort of touched on up until this point? Um, I just wanted to touch on what Chantel said about CT not being a puzzle master. Uh, and I just watched the finals to X's, so season 22, and it got to a point in the finals where they had to do the logs and they had to make it into a, a different, it's kind of like what they were doing in uh, this season. And um, yeah, CT was in the confessional saying, this is a puzzle, DM's going to do it. She's got the puzzles all down and he kind of just let her have rain and then he just moved the logs whichever way she wanted him to make uh, make the thing and they got the puzzle mm, correct. So, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, so that's at least back then in season 22. I don't know how recent he gets to be a puzzle master, but I'm just, I, it's at that point where I'm like, okay, he's still not into those puzzles. And then Rivals 2 has Wes, so he doesn't even need to be a real puzzle master at that point either. But Very true. So I'm going to go into really quickly here our final draft pick. So obviously two people remain Emmy. Very, very admirable showing this year as the Rookie of the Year, winning quite a few of those eliminations. She did it for Romania, and I do think that she will be doing it for Romania sometime in the future again. I do Maybe expect not, she's going to be back. Not, uh, she said the N-word in her... Um, what? Uh, not America's Got Talent. Um, one of those shows. Romania's Got Talent. Okay, was no, Romania's Got Talent? X Factor, that's it. Um, it was oh, one of those wow. shows. Um, and so people are kind of coming for her for she was singing was uh, song, rapping yeah. to a, a Nicki Minaj song, and so she did say yeah. the N-word in it, and um so Multiple it's times. speculated that she might not be asked back because of this. So a lot of times. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, okay. Moving on. <laughs> um, so Nani, I guess, you know. I, I enjoyed Nani this season uh, in the sense in the early stages when she was working with different people and um, she she was good in a partnership with those different people, I felt, early on. But then very probably, say, three, four episodes and after that, she just became a bit of a wallflower with Casey, I, I believe, for the rest of the season. Don't know if she's going to be back. If Casey's coming back, I've got a feeling we could see Nani coming back as well. I don't know if they'll be wanting to do the show without each other. It might be another... Um, couple situation where one doesn't want to do it without the other. Any final thoughts, guys, on Nani? Well, I I really wish that I know you're saying, Chris, that that Casey would have beat Nani no matter what, but like we're never going to be able to see what what would have happened if Nani was going against somebody that she didn't love and care about. I would have preferred, I think, if Casey was like. Do you know what? You're my girl. Like you've been doing this for so many years. Like I want you to have a shot at that win. Like you really, you, I've done this for only for three years. I've made it to three finals. Like you, like it, this year is your year and maybe let Nani win this one or whatever. And then I could see Nani running with CT at this end and maybe, maybe still getting that win. And so I wish that I could have seen that outcome instead. I, I would have been more interested in seeing like Nani 
potentially being a challenge champion instead of Casey, who I don't think has just put enough work into the show. She hasn't put the confessionals. She hasn't done the noodle fight. She hasn't, you know, had a, a slew of, of people that she's had interesting relationships with. Like she's, she doesn't brought that much to the show. And so I would have liked to see Nani a little bit rewarded for the, you know, the 11 years that she's put in. I will say that, in that specific elimination, if Nani went up against any of anybody else that was in the finals, she's losing probably 10 out of 10 times because back me up is a, essentially a reverse Wait. tug of war. Yeah. So if you're going up against an opponent with who is bigger, who is heavier or even taller, and that's what got Nelson is that Kyle is a little bit bigger and then he has that wingspan to grab onto the side. So I think no matter who Nani was going up against, she was going to, she was hoping that Amanda makes it to the finals basically to hopefully go up against her in that elimination. But to me, I, that was not my favorite elimination. I wish it would have been a, something else like puzzles or something, something to get your mind trying to after a weird night's sleep and after a really tough first day. But yeah, not Nani was fine. Uh, eat off. <laughs> Just get them to eat some gross stuff and see who eats it first, you know, something like that. Because um, we didn't have the eating challenge. I, I like it. The eating challenge is the only reason I don't see myself wanting to do the challenge because I reckon I would <laughs> suck at it. But I love seeing other people suffer through it when they when they do it because like, it's all about mentally being good and physically being good. But no, stuck this, uh, take this really gross stuff and stick it down your mouth and eat it. You know, like I love seeing that because a lot of people are not prepared for it. Um, all right. So last person or last female that um, didn't make it all the way, got second place. Admirable showing from her this season is Tori. I think we spoke a bit about Tori already in this podcast. Uh, I don't know if there's much else to say. I will put my hand up and say I underestimated her ability to perform coming into the season. Um, and she's proven me wrong. So well done, Tori. I agree. Like I'm, 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 I'm not that upset to say that I would have preferred to see Tori win this season over Casey. I can actually say that. So that shows how much I don't care for Casey <laughs> as being the champion right now. But you're um, the and, big brother person, Chantel. I know I love big brother, but I didn't love Casey and I didn't want her to win her season. Yeah. So like, you know, she's, I was never a super fan. I thought she was like pretty great socially, but it doesn't translate well into confessionals or onto the challenge in my opinion. So I don't really care for Casey. Um, I feel that Tori was the best female competitor in this final this season. And yeah. I wish that she could have been rewarded for how well she did in this final she didn't do badly at all other than got chosen by the second best person in the final. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, it, like even she might've even had a shot if Nelson was able to have beaten Kyle and Nelson had chosen Tori, they could have potentially have beaten Casey and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and CT. CT. So and I just think that she got the really got the short end of the stick here, and it was had nothing to do with her abilities. Drew, I know you're no big fan of Tori. What's your opinions of Tori this season? Uh, Tori did well. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the mid the actual season play because I don't think a lot of the vets did much except ride the coattails of the vet alliance, which is a strategy that worked out. But once she was in the finals, she showed up. She showed up. She did great. She was the best well-rounded competitor on the women's side. And I think if you're Tori, you don't ask for a better matchups in this type of final. It's just the format got, got her. 
at the end mm -hmm. of the day. So, I mean, it's it's tough to watch. I think she deserved it more because she showed up more and did yep. a better job, but it is what it is. All right, let's move on to the men. So, firstly, obviously, Nelson <laughs> falling short. We had a long discussion about Nelson this season. Uh, the little engine that could, you know, he's, he's tiny in stature. He's not that big, not a tall guy. But he's got an engine on him. He's a workhorse, did really well physically. Um, he's got athleticism. I don't think there's a problem there. Um, I don't know if there's much else to add. Got a few things to work on in the offseason, get some of that um, mental stuff going, and we might see more from him there. Um, obviously, Devin, big part of the strategy this season. But uh, again, Devin is someone that has got some shortcomings that he'll need to work on. And I don't think that he's going to put in the work necessarily to that level, Drew, um, when it comes to the athleticism and just becoming better at endurance and things like that. Uh, that's where I see Josh working really hard at the moment, trying to better himself. But he doesn't have, like I've said before, he doesn't have raw athleticism. He just doesn't have that, you know, like CT was, uh, was a dad bod and went out there and still absolutely dominated because he is just an athletic person in general um someone like devin I, I think he's he's got more athletic ability than someone like a josh but if he doesn't put in the effort in regards to his physical stuff i can see him falling further and further down the picking order um yeah unless like you said he gets you know he jumps on the back or the coattails of some of these alliances with weaker members and he rides them to the end but even then i think there's a lot of people that would beat him to be honest at the end yeah, just with Devin, he hasn't, I don't feel like he's been like a sports guy his whole life and like he's just got out of shape. And that's kind of where I would say like CT is. Like I think CT was always good at stuff, played probably a lot of sports growing up. It just doesn't seem like De Devin has that in his body. Like it doesn't seem like he's a naturally adept sports wise and physically and so it would take him a lot of work I would think to get into a competitive physical state to be able to go up against a Nelson or a CT like he'd have to work hard he had to be like doing like crossfit championships like I don't know medicine ball throwing at the wall and the ropes and like all those like, he'd have to really do a, a really wide range of of conditioning to be able to be competitive with him and he doesn't seem like he has that. it's not just running on the treadmill he needs to acquire new muscles and and get new muscle memory for him to be able to competitive to be competitive so he can start with a treadmill but i just don't know if he'll be able to do enough to be competitive in that way Devin yeah. sucked like i don't like him like i will <laughs> never pick him in another draft unless we're doing what we're doing with all-stars because there's just no point in picking him. Like he became insufferable. He was funny last season. He was insufferable this season. He was on the aftermath just as much as he was on the normal show to where I got double heapings of him just trash talking big T Amanda, even though him and Amanda are essentially the same player. So I'm, I just, I was over Devin real quick and I'm pretty disappointed in myself that, I uh, I had him as my first or second male pick. So again, if he doesn't work on himself and uh, we're not doing confessional points or whatever, I'm never picking him. <laughs> what if he's last? He'd be like, I don't even want it. You can have him. <laughs> I'm taking the knee. Chris, you can have two players at the end. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, listen, Drew, you absolutely you know mopped the floor with us most of the season in regards to keeping players in long term and if we did have a point system i'm pretty sure you would have been up there uh this season sadly it's not the way it worked out and um 
you know, myself and, and, and Chantel took it out here with the two winners. I will take the pity win um, here with Casey being in there. I'll, I'll take it because I don't yeah, win many of these things. So I'm not going to complain. <laughs> um, but we've got one more person that we need to talk about, and that's Kyle. Um, what have not been said about Kyle? You know, he's great TV. Um, he mm-hmm. he knows what what will get a, a reaction out of fans. He understands the fans. He's in tune with the fans. I mean, to the point where he was going up against Joss saying that you know, the fans will be shouting for me. So that, that's good that he's got that kind of awareness. Um, and, you know, I've just enjoyed him. Like, Kyle, I didn't enjoy him in the beginning when I first watched the first season that he was on, which was Final Reckoning. I, I thought he was a bit obnoxious back then. But I, I've gotten to know him quite a while over the years and obviously went back to watch his original season. And he's another person who's growing a lot, you know, um, on the show as well. And, and like I said, so humble and victory there towards the end just gives me more respect for him. He's a young guy as well. I keep forgetting he's not even 30 yet, you know. So we will still see Kyle, I think, on quite a few seasons in the future. Um, any final thoughts there on Kyle, guys? I love Kyle. Kyle can always come back. I don't care if mm-hmm. he's considered a snake or whatever. Like, I'm entertained by Kyle more than pretty much anybody in Big Brother, to be honest. So I'll take him. Always. Yeah, he's getting to that point where he is a better player than what he was in his first season. And that first season he made it to the finals. He's gotten muscle. He's still fun. He still takes this game, not as serious, but still serious. He still loves the game. And I think that I was a little sour on him in the middle of his career because of the whole Cara Pauly thing. And it was just annoying as all get out, but as they've taken a break, and we've just gotten Kyle and he's just been able to like flourish and be a fun dude. It it really, he has been like growing on me. And uh, last season was really, really touching that he couldn't make it to the, to the finals. And then this season, I think it was just, I think it was just a better season for him. I mean, it was almost like the opposite of big T's season last season. I mean, it was big T had such an uprising last season and this season she fell like way down uh like she did in that satellite mission and then this <laughs> last season Kyle was so distraught but did so well this season I think it's I think it's he's gonna he's gonna keep on coming back and do well yeah I just want to say it's pretty crazy that Chantel both me and you you had CT as your first male pick I had Casey as my first female pick for the season that we had two first picks actually win the show. That does not happen very often in in my experience of having done these drafts for Survivor, for the challenge. I mean, the first All-Stars, we were completely off with Yes winning, who was the last pick in your team. Um, I don't know if we're going to be that lucky this season. Obviously, we'll be talking about All-Stars pretty soon and some early first picks falling very early on this season already for us. Um, But uh, overall, like I said, you know, very happy with the outcome. Obviously, finally getting in my third attempt of winning one of these draft picks, being up there with (laughs) you should tell i'll share the victory any day um any final thoughts yeah virtual high five um (laughs) any final thoughts on both ct and casey before we do a quick fire round on some of the questions that's coming um i i mean i i will always appreciate ct and what he brings i think at this point though i need to see somebody to go up against him i need somebody to make him work a little bit harder he has he didn't do anything this season other than lay low have one little mini fight fake fight or whatever that was with kyle and other than that he didn't like he didn't win that much like he really he played the best game an invisible game to get himself to the end and allow everybody else to do i guess his dirty work i just would like to see 
like another side coming up against him. And like, I, I want him to put in a little bit more work next time. So not, and I don't want it to be everybody against CT. Like I want it to be like a nice divide down the middle where it's like, there's two sides that are going against each other, not just like one big alliance taking out CT. So I hope that that happens. Cause I would like to see him again. Cause I, I like seeing him strategize and when his brain gets working as to like what to what he needs to do and if it's you know he has to work with Wes or he has to work with bananas or whatever it is depending on who's on the show I want to see that but I want to see people come to compete to win and yeah that's what I'm hoping for I just want to say congratulations to you both for picking oh thank you I'm so glad you noticed (laughs) but can I, with Chris saying that it was the first first male pick was CT and he won, and Casey being the first woman pick, and that and that's who won. Did you choose the order? I did. I I went second. But for those two players to be the first pick of their respective genders, does that show how predictable we can call the season if they are mm. the first 100%. people picked and they win? Mm-hmm. I just want to throw that yeah. out there. That's and 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 listen, a lot of our first picks were in the show deep, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I think that Amanda could have won that, which would have been my first female pick if yeah. she had stuck around. I could see that have happening too. I mean, in a, in, a, in a group of as many players, I forgot how many played the seasons, like thirty or forty players or something that was in the season to have your 36. your first six picks you know, go as deep as they did, like 70% into the game. I think it was a very predictable season. And I remember explicitly us coming back every single episode saying, next episode, it's going to get good. Next episode, they're going to turn up against (laughs) each other. Never happened. So I agree. It was a bit of a boring season to watch in regards to that. I do want to go into a quick fire round of questions here before we move on here to All-Stars. And we're going to start with Melting Ice Cube 101. It's the first time I've seen you here on the live stream. So welcome to the live stream. Uh, Does anyone else expect CT clinging on to a new rookie and having Emmy implode similar (laughs) to Big T next season? Uh, Chantel, why don't you take that one for us? What do you think will happen? Is there a likelihood that CT will uh, do this again or was it only Big T this time? Yep. He'll keep I it moving. Hundred percent. I think hundred percent. He will do that again. That's how he he thrives in this game is having someone very strong. Like Big T wasn't strong, but having someone strong that he can work with that will listen to everything that he says and and allow him to do whatever he wants. So it will happen hundred mm-hmm. percent. I don't think Emmy's going to be on the season. So unfortunately, she's not going to implode. But um, is she probably is no Big there, T either? I don't. Yeah, exactly. Big T won't be there either. Um, uh, but if, if Emmy is there, I think that he might latch on to Emmy again. Yep. The Hangout Room is asking, Drew, are you still going to do your live on your channel? So we spoke about that a little bit earlier on Hangout Room, but Drew, take it away. Is there any um, live events coming up in the near future? Yes, the Sunday, December 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Me and Angie and Charles will be doing a live season review like we did with Double Agents. We're going to give grades to all aspects, dailies, eliminations, all that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be very opinionated. I'm sure we're going to be like looking through the wiki going like, oh, yeah, that did happen. And kind of like, oh, yeah, that person was on the uh, the show. But it's going to be fun. It was fun this I, season. It's going to be fun this season. I'll show up to heckle. <laughs> yeah, please <be> do. <laughs> 
Melting Ice Cube 101 asks, do you all think CT will finally get targeted next season? Um, I'll take this one. So I think CT probably won't play this next season. I, I really feel like he's going to take a season at least off. Um, he mentioned that the seasons are getting longer. It's about four months now that they shoot these seasons. So eight months this year, he did not spend any time with his boy. Um, you know, so that's only four months that he actually was at home. And even outside of that, they still do events and reunions and stuff like that. So I've got a feeling... Yeah, it's got a movie coming out. I, I really think CT is taking at least one season break. But when he does return, I think the target on CT is going to be massive. It's going to depend on the format of the show. Do we have teams in there again? Obviously, how many people are going to be there that have, have played with him? Because I think CT's social game has only gotten better and better as he's continued on um, playing the game. So it's very 50-50. I feel like every season they should target CT, but they, they never do, you know, and um, they always sort of pay for it towards the end um, as well. Uh, see if we can see any other questions here. Uh, Hangout room saying they didn't know about N Emmy that uh, did that. Uh, no strats. Tori would mop the case. Uh, Melting case keeps his story would mop the floor with Casey in a hall brawl. Do you think that will happen, uh, uh, Drew? I think it's a big call. I would love to see it. Uh, I don't think it would have been fair this season because of t Casey's knee still like healing up from what happened in the last finals, but I would love to see it. Let's do it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I can't see any. Uh, so Sonia saying, what's the tea on Amanda? We know why she left. Um, yeah, we spoke about that briefly on the previous episode, right? So she had a, a I believe a court date that she needed to be back with um, in, in the United States to go and attend that. So there was talks about her potentially throwing that challenge and then just going home. So outside of that, I don't think there's too many questions that I can see. Uh, actually, Charles is asking, can CT win again next season? Can he do a three-peat? And the answer is always yes. I mean, CD can. Like, let's be honest, he's proven himself. He's won five seasons for a reason, right? And he wins dailies when he needs to. So um, I just, I have faith in him that he could do it. If so, anybody can do it, he could do it. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised at all. Melting Ice Cube here says, at this point, Paulie can come back and win. Honestly, I'm tired of seeing repeat winners, especially when they are a ball all That's season. Paulie. I heard Polly and Kara both got the call for 38. The availability. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Check. Yeah. Apparently they got it for 37. They couldn't do it. Um, I listened to a podcast that Paulie did with um, Mike Lewis on the Mike Lewis podcast, where he said they were, they were asked if they are, if they would be available, but there was scheduling issues, especially with him doing the bobsled training that he was doing. So, and I think Kara had some project going on at the same time as well. So they both couldn't do it at that time. So um, the one thing I will say is if they do come back, it would be explosive. There will be a lot of things to talk about on the podcast. I'm a, I'm a big fan of seeing that messiness on the, on the show, to be honest. So I'm here for it. Mix it up. You know, um, the only thing I don't want to happen is for him to come back and just be, you know, brought you into that big brother alliance or something. fighting or Kyle and, uh, and Polly fighting. Yeah, Kyle and Paulie was yeah, it wasn't wasn't the greatest. So yeah, you're right. Maybe it depends on, <laughs> on what <laughs> depends on, on on who's playing with them. Be careful what you wish for. I know this is a boring season fight wise, but like I don't know if you really want that. Like, have you you've seen all of his his Instagram retorts and like he's so obnoxious. It's so annoying. If you hated Devin, <laughs> yeah. he's worse than Devin. 
That's true. It's true. Dolores asks, um, before we move on to the next one, who surprised you the most this season? I think it's a good question. Who did better than what you thought? And I don't think there was many surprises, right? At the end, like if you look at who made the finals, there weren't too many surprises. Like Emmy is probably the only person, if you asked me in the beginning of the season, would Emmy make it to the finals, not knowing much about her, I wouldn't have thought she would go all the way. Absolutely. And especially since she was on a lot of those aftermaths, I was like, why is Emmy here? Why is she already rookie of the year? Like she hasn't done anything yet. Like this was early on. I was like, I am surprised that she got all the way to the end, especially since she was the one that was being sneaky and with the the list and throwing Michaela under the bus. Like that was all the same person that ended up winning her first, her or getting to a final her first season. So I definitely would not have seen that to be her arc. And even for her to like, you know, latch onto CT and be, have such like a, you know, uncle niece relationship with him. Like that was all of that was quite surprising, especially from how she started. I'll say surprised that they made it far Tori surprised that they didn't make it far Corey. I'll say that. Yeah. Corey, Corey had such an interesting season. It's just, you could just tell towards the end, he was so over it. Like he, he his heart yeah. wasn't in it. A lot of people turned their back on him. Um, he got a bit of a reality check. It was, it was sad to see him not go far in the game, especially since he was obviously my first guy pick for the season as well. Um, but I would still pick him. I still think he could have a win on him. For both him and Nelson, it's about picking the right partner to run a final with, like, or being in the right duo from the start. And I think, you know, athletically they're not going to struggle to keep up at least you know so anyways as we segue guys to go into all stars <laughs> i think we we spent a bit more time here on the finale, the finale than what we usually do but it was the finale there was a lot to talk about you know and to reflect on for the whole season um i'm looking forward to probably diving into more wider discussions or topics with you guys later on when we do it on uh, drew's channel but for now we're going to move into episode six here for all stars and again great episode we have a lot of people playing this game that are playing it their way. They want to get to the final. There is opposing factions within the house, which makes it exciting. And early on here in episode six, we get the King's Palace sort of, you know, celebrating and dancing and being happy um, in the room. And Letarian, who comes across as a very um, staunch figure someone that doesn't do this kind of thing he joins in as well and he says you know he feels really at home with this group of people here and boy oh boy is this an alliance that i'm really enjoying at the moment i mean if you could choose one hype man to cheer <laughs> you on when you're down there in the arena in the middle of war wouldn't it be nehemiah i mean that guy was it was like he was down there with Letarian at the end of the episode um and that's the kind of alliance you want and you know so much emotion here and such a great group of people there together um that have formed but obviously the production team is going to make it interesting throughout the episode because they're going to throw a few twists out there to mix up the alliances which i think in this case it's probably done a little bit better than 37 I love that alliance. I don't care. Like it's a is because they're the underdogs. You know, like they have everybody else is on against them, and like the the four of them are kind of coming together, and they're just trying to trying to stick together. And they have so much heart. And like I love watching them do the Running Man, and then you just see Melinda just like ah, like just like you know celebrating with them, but they're just like super hype and into it. Like I. I, they just made me smile and they made me really want to root for them and made me really want just like the other team to like not have any more power because I wanted them to get a win, like keep on, keep on fighting. And so I'm totally rooting for that side of the house. Um, I love that Melinda's in it. I, I'm still trying to figure out how her and Letarian 
what happens between them um, because they're they're rumored to have a hookup. I don't know if it's this season or if it's next season or in the, in the interim. But um, I, I love the four of them so far. They're they're my favorite part of the season. I love worry. both alliances. That's what I like. I like That's having crazy. people on both sides. And well, like, so it's nice yeah. to cheer yeah. and root for both, but then also root against who like it's tough. Like this is a season that's tough to even watch eliminations because you're like, oh, I'm getting so used to this person or I haven't seen them in so long. I want them to win, but I also don't want this other person to lose. So it's really it's a really fun and confusing season, but it's also just like exciting. Oh my <laughs> god, Terrian was hot this episode. I was like, oh my god, Terrian, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. It was a big episode for Latarian. Um, how nervous, Chatel, were you when you saw Tyler get some screen time uh, early on in the episode? Uh, uh, talking to, I believe it was Janelle, uh, who's also from the same real world as him. So there's a little bit of trust there between the two of them. Uh, and just talking the about the same real world that... as Johnny Bananas, just FYI, in case you forgot. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So, so I mean, you know, obviously Tyler is someone that came in with a big reputation this season. He's someone who's done really well in the past, won two of these championships in the past. He's gone up against some of the biggest and baddest, and he's won an elimination. So he's got a big target on his back just by by what he's achieved, right, coming back into the season. And he's probably got high expectations on himself, what he wants to achieve there. But he felt like he hasn't been able to perform at that level. Um, getting this, you know, bit of confessional and conversation happening here early on in the episode the way the all-stars show is it's there's not much smoke and mirrors you know tyler's probably going to be one of the people that's going to be in danger here um going into this episode what do you think went wrong here for tyler this season as a whole um coming into this season not being able to deliver and perform to that level that he wanted to perform at uh coming back to all-stars well, I think he kind of uh, vocalized it at the end where he's like, I should have been doing a little bit more work with like getting to know somebody to be a partner with me in case we go into partners in this season. Like he knows the kind of things that are going to happen in this mm -hmm. game. Um, I don't know if there's others, but he is a back-to-back -back winner. So CT was definitely not the first. And so he's, he's played a lot of game. And so the fact that he didn't maybe anticipate that there might be a pair situation and and tj said in the beginning that like we might be in pairs you might be solo you might be in groups why he didn't maybe groom somebody or like talk to somebody about it. like hey if we have to work in pairs let's work together so i think that he was just kind of chilling and and just having a good time enjoying the people that he was there with and he didn't really have his game face on and and mm. playing to win so he's just kind of rolling with the punches and i think that he just was an easy person to throw in all the time potentially like at least be up for nomination and then you know when he got thrown in the, he just didn't get to come out this time and it also comes back to like the social aspect of the game and who knows who for longer kind of thing it's like tyler has been away for a while and it kind of reminds me of like leah and steve who tyler's done more in the game and on more seasons but when it when you boil it down to janelle who was on the actual real world cast with him um was going with Darrell like right away and Darrell yeah. was trying to look out for Janelle as well so I mean Tyler just wasn't as connected or had those social connections as everybody else did I mean especially not Kahuta who just come over and swiped his partner from him after Casey was like yeah we could do it and then all of a sudden because like you're She's in like, girl okay <laughs> <laughs> like, like there should have been a fight there or something 
Um, not that oh. Casey's like the best competitor, but I think that she's a little bit better than Jasmine. Sorry, Jazz. Yeah, I, and and again, when that happened, um, I made a note and it's just I love the schoolyard picks because it creates so much drama. I mean, we had a couple of seasons or last season we had Cam and CT, which was one of the early controversial <laughs> moments because I mean, Cam is such a capable person, but he wanted to play with Ashley, who he's won with before. And um, again, here this season, like Tyler um, probably was very calm in the situation and dealt with it like an adult. But I mean, inside he must've just been fuming because, you know, he's a proven winner. He's won these things before, but Gohara, you know, coming in from the side and just swooping the goal and taking her, taking her away. And, um, good move by Kohara because who knows who he would have been stuck with if he didn't get Casey in that specific Kohara position. But, Jasmine. <laughs> ooh, would have been Bad combo. <laughs> yeah. But Jasmine, let's let's put some respect on her name. She she's had a pretty decent season up until this point. She's done reasonably well in these challenges, but this specific one, the swimming just it wasn't for her. It wasn't meant to be this specific daily challenge. Well, the thing is with Jasmine, it's not that she isn't capable of doing decently well, but her track record is very, very bad. Um, I don't think she's won, won any eliminations. Um and uh, yes, she has heart. Like the Latarian's like, yeah, she has the most heart out of anybody, which is awesome. But it, it only really matters if you can back it up by a win or being successful. And so I wouldn't want to be on a team, like just a duo with Jasmine, knowing that even though she has a lot of heart, it doesn't really follow through with a win. Um, so that's kind of why it's just like, mm, she doesn't really do well ever, even if she tries hard. She does have one elimination win, by the way, in Rivals. But it was mainly John A solving that puzzle before oh, Sarah did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Speaking the truth here, says that um, he does feel bad for Tyler because honestly, the whole part where he did his part in the daily while Jasmine just got a slap on her wrist with the whole situation just rubbed him the wrong way. And I, I mean... I get it. This is one of the ones where you can be a little bit more forgiving of production. They, I don't think they always plan for someone to get injured, be removed from the game. There's probably certain COVID protocols, I'm assuming, still in place on who can come in. Do they have someone extra on, on location? Do they keep an eliminated player there for a little bit longer in case something like this happens to give them a second chance? Um, you know, Kendall going out the way that she did, We'll get into that, obviously, yeah, yeah. for me. That that sucked, you know, being the yeah. first female pick for the season. And also, I felt like she had a lot to give this season. I wanted to see Kendall go up against Jody head-to-head in a final. I, I thought that this pretty much, in my opinion now, um, and I know we're skipping ahead a little bit here. I kind of mentioned that I'm, I'm getting vibes from Brad, like Brad's going to win the season. He's talking a lot. They're giving him, like, a lot of the, the things where they're making him sound like he's making sense of the strategy and the direction of the season when we know he's not necessarily this mastermind. He now gets paired up with Jody, and like I could see the way to the end for those two. I could see them win the show because who's going to really, if they stay in these pairs, who's going to challenge Jody? She's a beast. She beats most of the guys at the moment, like Darrell said. Yeah, I mean, I can't see. I think they're the strongest, most well, well-rounded pair. Um the other do is who's oh maybe Janelle and Darrell, but we do see at some point Janelle is going to go into the arena. So I don't know if they just come in last or what happens there, but it it, it is a potential that Janelle and Darrell are going to go home. So 
I don't know who could actually really test them right now. And I, I feel like I have both of them. Um, we might have to refresh my memory here. But do, oh, I, have to, do I have both? I got that. Uh, uh, Bruce, Drew's got Brad and you've got oh. Jody. So I, I think I, you guys I have, have got a very short Brad and Jody on my other draft. Okay, sorry. I have yeah, the I, I I wanted to see what the pairs look like within the teams and who's paired up with two and who has as many teamed up with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, Chantelle actually diversifies really well because none of her players are partnered up partners. with each other. Mm -hmm. There's two players that are with my two players and two players her well, two of her players are with Chris. Uh, so you have Jody with Brad and then you have uh, John A with MJ and then. Chris's players are Latirian with Jasmine, spoiler alert, and then Darrell and Janelle. And then both Chris and I each have a couple of players that are partnered up with each other, like Kahada and Casey for him. And then I have Melinda, Nehemiah, and Ayana and Tech paired up with each other. I'm super nervous. I'm not even stacking Chris. Chris, I might not even have a player in the final. I might not even have a player in the final. I don't know if you will, to be honest, because, okay, well, we. Well, we're just going to jump to the end, which whatever. Um, everybody that's w watching right now, I think, has watched the episode. And so yeah. I can see. So they're going to have the Life Shield, um, Latarian and Jasmine for the next episode. But I yeah. don't know if they're going to make it out of the following episode alive. Unless we get a Nehemiah, like on one of the one of the four hostmen or whatever we're calling them, um, King's Palace, to win, which is... Uh, like 40% chance maybe um i could see them going in next so and not coming out i desperately desperately need a brad or Darrell win again next episode to try and keep some safety um for my team but uh, brad or Darrell, how would that help your team well if if one they'll of those throw two, in I don't think they'll Latarian again i think yeah yeah and Latarian obviously can save himself but i mean if if brad and oh, Darrell yes, wins right. it they'll they'll protect they'll protect each other like surely they'll they'll oh try and, and maybe casey to... and kahada might yeah. stay safe is what you mean gotcha gotcha yeah, gotcha exactly so so for me i'm even though i really enjoy the king's palace like if i'm being selfish and for you know trying to survive here in this draft picks like i've got to shout for the og alliance of uh proven winners i guess more so than some of the king's palace who's come together um as the side alliance which i'm really enjoying i, I mean i'm a fan first and then i'll talk about the drafts but it is nice i've got the taste of victory now you know one win i want to win another one i want to go back to back but i, I think it's going to be tough here drew uh yeah i mean don't ever count Darrell out <laughs> i would say like don't when yeah. you look at your list of players yeah you got kahuta and casey partnered up with the, each other yeah you got jasmine but uh, at least you have Darrell, who I'm always going to put a lot of faith in. I think he's well more connected, even though Nehemiah is on a different alliance. I think he still has a connection with Darrell. And Darrell has even said that he's cool with Nehemiah. So I don't think if Nehemiah was taking shots, he wouldn't necessarily go for Darrell right away. I think he would go for some other players in the surrounding alliances. Um, so I would never count him out. We basically, if this season goes as what the first all-star season was uh, we basically have two more eliminations to go through and then we have 10 players making it into the finals so i mean you only got four players that are going to be possibly eliminated and then you got to worry about a purge and then see who's yeah. going to be making it into a final so i mean you got six players that aren't going to see the end of this game so if you're yep. comfortable or we'll, we'll see <laughs> 
I just want to give uh, a shout out here to the Hangout Room, who's just done a 70 Rand, for those who don't know, ZAR from South Africa, 70 Rand donation saying, thank you, Drew, for following me on Twitter before I even started watching your lives and introducing me to Chantal and Chris. I, I have reality TV community now that I love. Thank you so much for the donation. Um, and what a great community to be a part of. Um, really um, thank you to everybody that has been supporting us this season as, uh, I guess, a trio. This is the first season that we've covered from the beginning to the end. The season prior to that was only myself and Chantel. And then we enjoyed having Drew on the show so much towards the end of All-Stars 2 that he asked them if he wanted to come back and make some time in his busy schedule. Um, and this community has been awesome to be a part of. And we've consistently seen the growth and everybody here in the live streams being very active. And it's so much more fun when you guys are active in the live, asking questions and things like mm. that. So I know Drew and Chantel. Yeah would agree so um it's great to be a part of this reality community but thank you very much for that donation it is not needed but much appreciated i'm just reading next so the hangout rooms hasn't watched the episode i'm sorry <laughs> you want to jump out if you haven't watched the episode <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't i didn't know i mean i just assumed that people have, would have watched it at this point sorry Don't i didn't mean to spoil movies. you <laughs> no, well, it's, it's, we're literally recapping the episode, you know. So um, it's bad on you, hangout room. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. And I think it's because in South Africa there's a delay, and when probably oh, when you, you can view it, get get the episode. That makes sense. I'm sorry, one. that's true. Very yeah. true. Uh, um, but just Listen, so, just to touch on the whole um, reality TV community, I've really only been part of this community since 2020. So, you know, something that COVID and lockdown has brought me is being a part of this community. And I was talking with Sarah from Nerdtainment about it the other day and just like how lucky we are to have like these group of people that enjoy talking about these shows as much as we do. There's There are a lot of other people. Nobody in my friend group knows what the challenge is. Nobody, yeah. like other than like yeah. my mom and like my brother, like nobody I know talks about these shows so it's it is a breath of fresh air that I'm allowed to have these new friendships and new relationships and and meeting so many people from all over the world that has a similar passion so I agree with you hangout room thank you for being a part of my community community and I'm really happy to be part of yours yeah yeah true definitely you know, I'm, um, I'm just since really he addresses happy, uh, to you you know and, and you, you're the one who I, I can't believe it. I mean, I, I follow people on Twitter here and there, and um, I'm, be, I'm happy that I he got to know about us through me in some way. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Uh, I, same with everybody else talking about that they don't have a lot of friends who watch reality TV, and it's it's nice. I mean, I just love going through my comments and just hearing everybody's thoughts on the challenge and being like having it be normal being obsessed over a reality tv show or <laughs> reality tv and making it feel like it's normal and validating is just is just amazing <laughs> i will say because if i go to some random work and just start yelling about a guy named johnny bananas uh, people will think i'm bananas so yeah. or paula walnuts <laughs> Yeah, David here says it's so crazy how popular these shows are now, and yet no one I know watches it. And I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like that's all of us. Like that, I'm exactly the same. I, before you know, um, Adam Jumba 
and I connected and he got me onto reality pop. I didn't know many people that I could talk about survivor or amazing race or big brother or the challenge and things like that. And it's, it's exciting to know that there's other people out there that love talking about the show and that are as passionate as we are about it. Um, and the crazy antics that people get up to. So, you know, um, such a great community to be a part of as well. So, um, yeah, love seeing the community show up every week and, and for us to be able to continue to do this is why we do it, you know, for, for you guys coming up here and being a part of the conversation. Um, but I do want to jump back into it. It's hard to segue back into the show after that because <laughs> we kind of sidetracked a little bit here. But, um, you know, the one thing, I guess, and, and if you haven't watched the show, always be careful because we do things a little bit different from most recaps. We don't grow chronological. It's a little bit all over the place, but we kind of want to make this sound like we're just having a conversation. Wherever it goes, wherever <laughs> you know, we feel the conversation flows is normally where we're going to go. So sometimes we start at the beginning. Sometimes we start at the end um, and we just sort of work away from there. But overall, you know, we're going to lose some people here. And before we take them off the board here, Drew, I want you to go into the points because obviously this is a little bit different. So what are we looking at points-wise here for this week? Uh, I know Kendall had absolutely no confessionals coming off, or maybe one, I don't know, before this, but she had zero, almost zero confessionals coming into this. So I was very worried when we get to see her talk to her kids in the beginning of the episode and we see a little bit from her. I was like, okay, either she's winning this thing, which is highly possible because she hasn't had a win yet, or she's gone. And obviously my worst fear happened here with losing Kendall this episode. But um, what has happened on the points here um, so far for this episode and so far this season? So real quick, I just want to go over a highlight of this episode with confessionals is that every single person got a confessional this episode, the first time since episode one. Janelle hadn't gotten a single confessional since episode one. She got a few here because of Tyler, which I thought she was going to get sent to the elimination with how much time we were seeing of her. Uh, both Tyler and Latirian got more confessionals in this single episode than in the first five combined. So. Wow. We're getting down to the wire here where confessionals are going to start building up for the players who are left, especially when we start dwindling down, especially going into the final. So these confessional points are going to be huge when it comes down to it, especially if you don't get a win or anything. Um, last week, Chantel was in third place with 137 points. Chris was in second place with 138. And I was in first place with 165. We've had a shakeup in the point totals where in third place is now Chris with 157 oh. points. And I have to say, because Kendall was DQ'd, medically DQ'd from the season, she had she finishes with less points than Derek and Leah, who left in episode two. Uh, wow. They had nine total points. She had seven total points. She's ending with seven total points. Um, Chantel jumped up huge after this episode, but she's in second place and she has 173 points. Yeah. Jumping up massively. Jody, MVP of this whole season. She became the top earn, uh, top point scorer so far with 47 total points. She has 29 confessionals, three daily wins, and an elimination win. And something tells me she is not going to stop there. Um, and then my team is still in first place. I have 192 points with my leading scorer as Nehemiah, but I'm still, he only has 41 points. He only had like four or five confessionals this episode, um, but um, it's coming down to it that a few, uh, you're stacking some daily wins. I mean, Chantel has a good 
chance of winning daily challenges because she has diversified into four different teams out of the possible seven teams that are left. So mm. it's going to come down to it. But if, say, Melinda and Nehemiah can pull in or some Casey and Kahuta can pull in, you're stacking some daily wins, stacking some elimination wins. Um, I think you but, have to put all your money on Durrell, Chris. For, for it's, <laughs> I am so worried. Right? I mean, Casey for confessionals. Casey for confessionals, hopefully. Uh, Durrell for hopefully some daily wins. Um, yeah, it's going to be... I mean, Jasmine... She's been pretty decent at the confessionals, I feel like, this season as well. She's been getting mm -hmm. a lot of airtime. Like, she must be doing okay on that front. But what's her chances of winning dailies? And she's probably going to be seen as an easy target here as we get into the end game uh, to throw her in before we get to a finale and to for someone to easily beat her. Or the exact opposite could happen, and people could want to might want to keep her there because it's a layup in the finals. Who knows? It's hard to know these things in advance until it actually plays out on your screen. But... I definitely am nervous about my position in the game. Um, I, I do think Durrell is probably the only realistic shot at someone winning um, this season for my team. Uh, but in my mind, I honestly, and I don't know what you guys think about this, I just think that Jody and Brad as a team, like I, I, I see a, I see a path for them here. Like I just think that they're going to be extremely difficult to beat. And I don't know if there is pound for pound a team that can keep up with them at this point. Who's the team that's going to take them out? Like, if we're looking at the, the board here right now, um, Nehemiah is with uh, Melinda, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's not that strong. Um, you've got Darrell and um, is it Angela? or Janelle. What, Janelle? Janelle, sorry. Janelle. So I don't know what Janelle's capabilities are like, but I know Darrell is pretty good. It's just when you look at it pound for pound and you look at who the, the females are that are on the board, I guess – Maybe we're sleeping on Janae and MJ. Maybe that's another team that could be very strong because Janae is pretty strong. MJ seems to be pretty good at this stage. But I do really feel like if we stay in these teams, like Brad and Jody is just such a powerhouse team at this point. Well, and with Jody, it just doesn't seem like she's trying that hard and she's always just coming out in front on like first place. Um, it seems like a lot of people are like working hard and they're trying to do well. And okay, that's a good time. That was a competitive time. And then Jody just looks like she's like, oh, I'll just go in and do a little swim. And a little... It, it doesn't look like she's exerting that much effort to be able to be so good. So I feel like she will be hard to beat. Um, she's very well-rounded and in these competitions she doesn't seem to get nervous or like get worried about anything she's just like always good so yeah it's gonna be a tough team to beat but i also think that with all-stars it's nothing like what we were just talking about in the first like hour and 20 minutes of this chat it's like oh why won't they take a shot at ct this all-stars cast will not be afraid to take shots like if nehemiah and melinda somehow get into power they're definitely going to be taking shots and it's whoever has the life shield that they're going to have to vote and get get around it's just that they're going to take a shot it's just who's going to be able to take them out or what the elimination is going to be um they haven't been super physical lately but if there is going to be some elimination or somebody's just not feeling well or they get tripped up or something I mean, anything could happen. As long as you take a shot, there's a possibility of possibly taking out another team. And if Jody and Brad don't win, I think that they're going to be the first ones to have a shot being taken at them because Brad is kind of puffing out his chest, feeling good. Jody has won three dailies out of the first six episodes that we've had or the first five uh, daily challenges that we had. I mean, she's absolutely crushing it. So it's going to be interesting how this game is going to play out. But 
um, we'll just see how it goes. Yep. So just before we get back into the chance, just want to acknowledge a few more of the chats here in the live. So Dolores says, uh, Chantal, it's your podcast that got me into watching the challenge. The three of you together makes my Friday night, although Michelle and Fanta are the bomb as well. Thank you all so much. Um, and then there's a few people here that have said that they are challenge orphans. I believe Christina was the other person. Uh, yeah, here we go. I'm also a challenge orphan, been watching for 15 years, and now uh, no one knows that I'm watching it. Um, so great to have a place where we can all uh, talk about the show together. Um, and then some not not on brand, I guess, with what's happening on All Stars, but apparently they, they were, there were a few people at Hearts of Reality, and Nelson was hitting on Fair Play's girl which didn't go over very well with fair play so he was giving nelson a lot of spice on his recap um as well i'll have to go back and listen to that it should be funny i'll, uh, I'll listen bit to of that i'm not a fan of fair play but i'm a fan of like you know reality tv world gossip so yeah so david that. knows what we're going to be talking about next we're going to be talking about steamy sexy Latarian <laughs> here this episode you know um Latarian, uh gets you know chosen here this episode to go down and he teams up with kendall who he has partnered with before and they did pretty well i think they won that specific daily there last season um and in this specific scenario they work well together again i know we're talking about Latarian, but just hats off to kendall um as a as a as a, an absolute champion jumping down there hurting herself and still finishing the challenge before she ultimately gets pulled from the game it just shows the strength that that she has as a competitor um, and that she's got no quit in her. And I actually even have more respect for Kendall. I wouldn't, I mean, who would have predicted Kendall would go out with an injury. So unlike Drew with not choosing Devin in any future, um, you know, draft picks, I would still pick her, even though she is, wasn't the greatest at the points when it comes to the confessionals, I think as a competitor, I respect Seven her. points though. Yeah. Seven I know, points. I know, maybe. Yeah. I don't this is why like, I lose these things. That's why I lose these things. <laughs> like if we're going for points, like yes, she might be a good competitor. Yeah. Um, and yes, she might get to the end, but you might want to take somebody that will get you 50 points and go out, then get you to the end and lose the, the finale and get you seven points. So yeah. Uh I know, I know, I don't know. It's, uh, maybe I'm being too too loyal here, like in, in the sense that I just like Kendall as a as a competitor, but I mean, you don't who would have predicted she was gonna get injured? And the whole reason she got so little confessionals here this season was the fact that she didn't go deep last season. She was all over yeah. the confessionals early on. So um, I, I, I do think you, you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, ultimately, these two work very well together here in this episode um, still. But Letarian is going to be under fire when it comes to the nominations because he doesn't have a partner in the game so it makes him an easy target and also you know when you look at who is going to go out there with brad and jody having to put people down there we've got two teams with life shields that are going to be able to save themselves so um he was always going to be in the crossfire being in that alliance that is going against brad and jody's alliance um and he has to go down there and fight and prove himself doing again a pole wrestle in an elimination which he did extremely well in that first season against Ace. Um, but he has a much bigger competitor to deal with here this season. It's not as easy to, to you wouldn't expect it would be as easy for him to win it, but he performs when his, um, you know, when he needs to, when he needs to go down in the arena, he has got a different type of mentality that he takes to the arena. Do you think it still would have been a pole wrestle if um, Kendall was fit to perform or to participate? Well, the thing with the pole wrestle is it's easy to set up. So, I mean, 
you could very easily do something else. What I would say is what other potential eliminations do they have in rotation and that, that they have planned out to do for the season? And how difficult is it to put another elimination together prior to this would probably more so answer that question. Cause you know, to do a pole wrestle, you just what you just get a ring out there and you just get a pole in the middle and say wrestle. So it's but they might have known a couple days in advance that she wasn't coming back. Like I don't know what the timeline actually is, and they might have been like, okay, let's not do this. Let's you know, we this is the first time we have two big guys. Like this is a time where you want. Like I only want to see pole wrestle stuff or hall brawl when people are equally matched size wise. Otherwise, I get I was already really uncomfortable watching this one. Like I was like screaming. I'm like. Ah! Um, but I, I wouldn't have been felt good of seeing anybody like be slamming Jasmine to the ground. So I was just curious as to whether or not you thought that maybe they decided for it to be pole wrestle when they knew that wasn't going to be girl against girl. I would say let's look back to when let's look back on some challenge history and think of any other times that the challenge maybe had some forthright of maybe wanting to swap out a challenge or an elimination Let's think about free agents where Kara has a cast on her hand and they walk into the elimination ring and it's going to be wrecking wall. And I think that no matter what the challenges has a, a narrow focus and they're like, we have pole wrestle set up. We have to send them in. And if it was Kendall was still injured, I think they would have still done it. And if they, she was cool to go, Jasmine's getting slammed all over the place. I think the, the, the challenge isn't thinking like, Oh, well, we'll just swap this in now or do this differently. I think they always have a plan. I think that's why they're very rigid on the eliminations. And I think their track history just continues with that line of thinking that, Oh, we got it set up. Like we, this is the pole wrestle night. We can't change it now. So that's what I would think. I think they would just keep doing it, which is kind of not a good way to make entertaining TV at the end of the day, because you could have a potentially better elimination for a better matchup or make a better matchup or make a better storyline, but that's how they want to do it. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting going into this, like Tyler, you know, he's got strength, but he just didn't have the stamina, the endurance. He clearly hasn't, you know, this is not his thing anymore. Like he hasn't trained to do the challenge year on year on. And I think that, if he was to come back and do this again um, and probably know that there is a possibility he could come back, I think we'd see a very different Tyler in, say, season four, season five, where he would actually train and get ready um, to go down there because we know that this probably isn't Tyler at his best going up against Leteria. Not taking anything away from Leteria, and he deserved the win. He did extremely well down there um, and, and proved himself once again. But um, I do think that Tyler, coming if he does come back, we'll see a different version of him. I do think that he didn't have that competitiveness to him coming into the season because he's been out of it for so long and people move on with life and grow on and become adult, do adult things, become maybe a little bit more into that day-to-day -day thing, which is not necessarily being out there, having to compete in shows like this, where if he came back, I think we'll see something different. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think Tyler coming back, he, he, he would bring a different intensity? Um, what's your thoughts in regards to that? I think that that's like a typical Tyler narrative. Like I don't remember him being that competitive his first couple seasons. And then he decided to he something switch and he, he became 
a fierce competitor and then like, and then he wasn't really playing anymore. So I think that he does have the capability of coming back. He knows what it's like to win. He knows now that he's been in this game, what it would take to win. Um, he's already recognized like, Oh, I have to make alliances. I have to have a strong female partner in case we're going to be working in partners. I think he, he'll learn. He's learned enough from this season up until now that just being the jovial like good friend isn't enough anymore to get him to the end and so i think he would come back and i think that he probably got bitten by the challenge bug again and he's probably in it for in it as much as he could possibly do it so I'd, i think we'd see him again and i think he'd be in shape if he came back because Tyler, to me, always came across as someone that was very proud of his record of being very good at the challenge and being able to take on these, not not boastful, but just he had, pr this gave him a sense of pride, the fact that he beat some of these big names and he won some of these shows and things like that. So I feel like that champion's mindset that when you lose something and you get shown up is just to no, I want to go back there and, and show a different version of me, like who I am. Like, I feel like that fire will be there for him now coming into a new season. And um, like, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see that storyline play out, him going away, training, getting back in shape, coming back for this with a different mindset in the next season and then hopefully doing well. Uh, he's not rumored to be on the next season, right, Drew? He's, he's not part of that season three cast, right? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. Oh, he is? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. when Bananas uh hopped out of the cast tyler was the alternate to be on board so tyler is a uh, rumor to be on the all-star three cast list and it's a short turnaround time so i question how much time he would have had to go away and like train and, and get himself in shape but i guess the political side he'll he'll come with a different mindset in this <coughs> next season but it will take time for him to get himself there i mean we've literally seen someone like ct over the last year and a half transform himself back into an absolute athlete but we've seen that happen on our tv screens where even last season when he came into double agents he wasn't where he was in the beginning of spies lies and allies it takes a bit of time to get there the only thing, though, I'm actually just looking at the cast right now, and he's up against some people. So oh, um, I'll, just, yeah. I'll name them. So we got Yes, Wes, Mark Long, Darrell, Brad, um, what's his name? Uh, Derek, himself, Nehemiah, MJ, Jordan, Latarian, and Cyrus. So, like, he's, I don't know if he's going to be able to do well this particular season because that's Jeez. pretty stacked. Um and I'm not sure. Who, I guess maybe he would team up with Wes because they're kind of from the same generation. I'm not sure what he's going to do. Or should, be like should season... make for an interesting interesting season. I did see the cast for that, and I, I am quite excited about that. I think we'll probably talk some more about that and some of our off-season um, content that we'll be talking about in the podcast. Uh, there is a few people here in the chat that said that if Jasmine and Kendall were to go on uh, and, and face each other in the pole wrestle, that uh, Kendall doesn't really have that in their mind, that fighter's mentality to get physical, and they think that it would be more evenly matched than what we think. I do think when it comes to pole wrestling, weight difference, height difference, um, that type of thing does make a bit of a, a difference. And and one thing I will say about Kendall is she is a fighter. Like, I mean, I don't think she's going to look for confrontation, but her hurting herself, going down, still completing that challenge, and then ultimately having to be pulled out kind of shows a different type of fighter mentality where I think certain people would have quit. Then again, Jasmine jumping off last episode, hurting herself, 
continuing on shows a fighter mentality within Jasmine, which I also very much respect. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But now in looking back to it, Leterian did make a comment that episode about how Jas uh, Jasmine jumped off and that it was really admirable how she finished and he really respected Jasmine for that. They're a team now. So a little bit of foreshadowing that we would have, wouldn't have been able to see prior to this episode. How do we think Leterian and Jasmine is going to be working as a team? Um, I feel like it might go uh, better than what we expected because Jasmine has got some friends on both sides now and Leterian is sort of off the one side. So they're kind of that, they're kind of that group that have got, there's one person from the King's uh, Palace and then there's one person from Janae's Alliance kind of together so there might be some some safety in that i would I mean i would think what by diversifying the parts of the house that they're with maybe they don't get thrown in as often well they're not gonna get thrown in next because they have the lifesaver so they have to if they could make it past the one after that then they'll be able to get into the final but we True. still haven't seen that scene where where jasmine blows up and that seems like now i'm looking at it as a blow up of somebody getting thrown in right before the final against someone that they don't want to go up against or doing the worst and having to go into the arena against somebody that they don't want to go up against so i don't personally see them running the final and, and yeah. also it comes down to who knows who and if you're coming if you're looking at it and Nehemiah and Melinda and Tech and Ayana are way tighter of a foursome and they have to get rid of somebody or they have to put it because uh, Darrell said it, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. I mean, if you have somebody who's winning, somebody who's going into the elimination, then you got to nominate two teams and we only have seven teams left. You only got like a couple of teams to choose from here. So, I mean, if you're throwing it, has to throw in somebody or somebody has a life shield and you have to throw in somebody, I mean, you're going to take a shot on the player that has another player on the opposite side along mm -hmm. along with your own uh member and especially if that member isn't as well connected i just think that latirian was such like he has like nehemiah and tech and they know him from like all-star one but i mean i think he was such a loner because he was so intense and just wanted to prove that he deserved to be an all-star and to be there and i think nehemiah and tech have just been so much more connected that if it came down to one or the other they're going to throw in Latirian and Jasmine over Tech and Ayana or Nehemiah and Melinda. So that's and where the other situation is going to be difficult too with that pairing. And we haven't seen his ambulance scene yet, right? No. no and right. wait, and did we ever yeah. see um, Tyler's? No, we never saw Tyler being so, like, gassed out on the on the ground either. So I feel like there's some production magic happening there. Maybe it was after that swim that we just saw in this episode where he was just gassed out lying on the floor. Because I, I don't think see it was it. this. I think it was the first Sonode where the puzzles where they had to run back and forth to get oh. the giant puzzle pieces, and then they had to swim to get the second set of puzzle right. pieces. I think that's where it came from with the with the. But because they were talking about how hot it was, and I thought people were going to start. I, I was worried. I remember I was like, oh my God, is this where I'm losing all my players? Because <laughs> it's so <laughs> hot outside. And then we lost nobody. And then I forgot about it. But do you think that's the same uh, deal with uh, Letarian as well? Like that's where we see this like hot gassing out thing or like. I feel like Letarian was by the ambulance, right? So like, uh, was there a scene where he was on a stretcher or something like that? It was well, a little bit different. I, I can't remember if he was like 
wet or anything because the next two challenges that i can think of is that the next one is going to be the the car one where they have to grab the flags and they're on the stretcher on top of the car and then there's also another one where there's three trucks and that's like the pinnacle one like i think that's going to be happening right before the finals where there's it could be the final even and um yeah so i mean it if he's not wet, then it's going to be one of those two challenges, but it's going to be weird because I don't think any of those are really physically he's exerting, exhausting. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. he exerting. does make it to the final. Maybe, yeah. maybe he gasses out maybe. or something happens in the final. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen people get hurt or, you know, um, physically exert themselves past their, their own capabilities because they didn't realize how far they can push themselves and then get medically evacuated in a final. I think it, it could happen, you know. Um, I do want to touch on on the new pairs that have been formed here who's your favorite pair because for me you know i really like the tech ayana pair you know ayana obviously choosing tech because she's got googly eyes for him tech nearly killing her in the first challenge by jumping on her in the water um i just think it's going to be a fun pair and they both bring so much steam when they go down into um the arena i don't know if they will actually have to go down in the arena again but it could make for some entertaining uh, television here towards the end of the season. Really shipping the Ayana Tech uh, duo so far here for me in the early stages of um, this new, I guess, layup of what we've got or layout that we have with the teams. Um, I'm most intrigued by the John A. MJ duo because there's rumors that they become a little bit of an item. I don't know when mm. that happens, if it's during the season, between seasons or next season. But um, just seeing them getting along so well and working so well, like I'm starting to notice that they have good chemistry. So uh, I'm enjoying watching them work together. And yeah, just obviously I love Tech and Ayana as well, but I'm just giving you a different flavor. Yeah, and I'm going to do the same thing. We already talked about Brian Jody a little bit later, uh, earlier in this podcast. Why did I say later? We're not time travelers. Uh, and then you guys said two different ones. I'm going to say Melinda and Nehemiah. I think both are in their uh, own alliances. Also, they are from Real World Austin. And after hearing Melinda's story uh, in a previous episode, and then this episode where she was just like talking about how grateful she is to be working with Nehemiah because they have that connection. They have that rapport with each other. And she just seemed like she was just like super happy to be working with Nehemiah in this season. And I think that they have a great connection and communicate well with each other. And they both want to do well this season. So uh, I'm going to be looking out for them and uh, hopefully they can keep on winning some stuff yeah hopefully they just win out let's just win out melinda and nehemiah please stay on my team <laughs> hey i'm i'm a i'm a like i'm a big nehemiah fan so i mean even though he's not on my team this season which you know i could kick myself because i had the opportunity to pick him but you know um I, i'm not against them doing well this season or going deep it is a fun duo um there's so many fun players still left in the game there's this there's not really anyone at this point that I'm looking at and be like, oh yeah, I wish these two, uh, the next two to go. Like I'm, I'm actually looking forward just to seeing how this season plays out, who wins, you know, I'm, I'm here for the show. Uh, is there anything guys that you feel like we haven't touched on here in the all-star season that you wanted to have a bit of a chat about uh, before we sort of start wrapping things up here as we hit the two hour mark on our stream today? It's been a, it's been a bit of a longer one, obviously due to the finale. Well, I just wanted to ask you guys, like, do you think that the reason why Kendall hurt herself is because she's jumping off such a high height 
with a life jacket on. I mean, I understand that it's there for the safety of, of the swim and it's deep water and maybe they didn't feel safe. But I just don't know if jumping from that high is good wearing a life jacket that keeps you up at the top. Like there's buckles on it. Like it just like you just have to and you're also holding your goggles. Like I just think it was a recipe for somebody to get hurt. And unfortunately, because she has that, um, you know, muscle tissue disorder or whatnot i don't know exactly what it was um that she was a little bit more inclined to pop out a rib or whatnot but i think it's the danger of jumping with the life jacket like throw uh, your I'll life listen. jacket in jump in and grab your life jacket when you're down there or i get off give them flutterboards or floaties at the buoy but like i don't think jumping in with the life jacket is the is the move it's, it's, it's an interesting observation. I didn't notice that she had it on when she jumped, but I, I do remember mm -hmm. some of them had it in their hand as they were jumping down and they didn't have it on while they were jumping. So um, I f maybe that happened after she got injured. But for me, it just, you know, when you look at the anatomy of the body, you know, if we're, if all the joints and things like that, if you're jumping down, that's going to put strain on your joints because the downward momentum and this is going to pull back up. Surely that's not good for your spine surely that's not good for 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 um you know your body as a whole so i'm not surprised she got injured i didn't even pick that up but great observation and and clearly you know someone should test these things out or think about it and think it through before they even go and do them with the the challenges because safety should be paramount and like that's one thing with the challenge where they do get found out sometimes when it comes to the safety aspect of some of their challenges good observation well i think also uh they this is another disadvantage of going first in a challenge because they wore the life jackets she jumped and she was a little forward facing more but by the time we got to say like jody and brad they're jumping in without their life jackets and they're going straight down Absolutely. and everybody just decided to go that way i i kind of think that there should have been some safety precautions and having the challenge like uh risk takers whatever we're calling them uh the uh the safety people doing the dives and then kind of like instructing them how to maybe do it safely maybe like go down feet first go straight down don't wear your life jacket or whatever like give them a little bit of a tutorial like don't tell them how to do it but just like give them a little bit of a tutorial to help them not injure themselves and uh don't let your whole game be destroyed by jumping slightly off or wrong in a way because they, they, you never want to see anybody leave the game because of an injury especially kendall who is an all-star in every sense of the word yeah yeah i mean like i understand wanting to feel safe by having the life jacket but it's not great to jump into water with at all <laughs> like honestly just, i would just, just get rid of i personally would just get rid of the, the life jacket as a whole like i'd rather just go and swim on without it like because it's it's in a it's in a pool it's in a lake there's no current there there's no i mean if you can swim then i think like they just probably are not confident in their swimming it's kind of like nelson in mm. the main season like I think that that would have been more, it would be made more sense for Nelson to have a life jacket there, take it off so then they can dive down and undo whatever they needed to do and come back up. Like that's, that's kind of the move. So I would say like, throw your life jacket in, jump yeah. in, swim to your life jacket, go to your buoy, dive down and just have like, you saw Janelle after using the life jacket, kind of like a flutter board. Um, and so people realize that you can't actually do anything quickly with a life jacket on. It keeps you above water when you're trying to move through water. So 
yeah, I think that that's the reason why she got hurt. And Jody definitely noticed. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Jody didn't wear her life jacket specifically because she was like, that didn't allow her to, to have a clean entry into the water. Looked painful. Yeah. Uh, Kendall did say that she had a medical condition that makes her bones dislocate. So obviously that wouldn't have helped either. Uh, struggling at artists saying, I think to be honest, Kendall should have picked a smaller platform or the, the, the smaller platform to jump off if she's got that issue instead of jumping from the top one. Um, and I think, you know, the favorite line of the episode was i am a goat um and then the goat going off in the background as literally was talking to the camera <laughs> yeah no i thought it was hilarious that he's like did i just hear a goat was that a goat <laughs> <laughs> and i thought he was referring to himself but no he was actually asking there was a goat, there was a goat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um guys it's been great talking to you about this episode of the all-star season and also finishing off the challenge 37 um i think we've sort of brainstormed and uh, came to a conclusion that most likely we'll do the reunion as a whole so if there's a part one and a part two we'll try and find out what's happening guys um and we'll be back next week in any case like we said at 5 p.m uh eastern standard time on the friday to talk about the challenge all-stars episode regardless um but we may only talk about all-stars if there's a two-part um reunion and then do one full reunion the next week we're also going to be back uh this coming week at this stage, probably I haven't actually spoken to you guys about a time uh, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, oh, maybe. What, what time would work for you? Uh, <laughs> oh, just Wednesday's just a bad day for me because, like, then my best friend's like, oh, let's go out for dinner. I made us a dinner reservation at 6.30. I'm like, no, I have a course. that's at... So I have to, like, change so many things on Wednesday already. So that's unless fair. it's in the afternoon. If it's in yeah. the day before 6 p.m. Eastern, oh, wh I can what about up. this Pro problem solving with you guys here? What if we hit two birds with one stone and we do a bit of the recap of the Survivor and All Stars recap together? Because we've kind of been doing two. Do you want to do it as a separate one? Maybe separate. We can do separate on the same day. Great. Yeah, uh, actually, no, not same day. Let's do Thursday. Oh, right. It's, it's going to be my Christmas day. <laughs> This is what um, happens all the time, guys, when we're not live. So you get to uh, peek behind the curtains a little bit here. Insider information. <laughs> or would be the challenge insiders? Like, this is what it really is. Um, uh, how about any other day but Wednesday? Maybe a Thursday? Yeah. Well, what do you look, Drew? What does it look like for you on Thursday, 8 p.m.? Do you reckon you can make it work? Uh, sadly, I cannot. I am okay. doing a live that day. I already... I already... All right. Instead of trying to make it work and pushing it in for next week, let's go and for now, just lock it in. We'll be back next week, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to do the All-Stars. And then the week after, I know it's going to be a little bit late, but it'll be well worth the wait. Um, there's a lot of things happening here before the end of the year. We'll come back and we'll do, the week after that, I think we'll do something that is going to involve uh, a recap of the Survivor season, which we promised you guys. We'll talk about Survivor as well. Um, and it will be well worth the wait. All right. No yeah, problem. let's let's do that. Let's do that. All right, guys. Um, overall, uh, y'all should sew a challenge season tier list. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, I think we will definitely do a challenge tier list at some point. Um, I think Drew and Chantal will be a little bit better, and I'll have to rely on them for those <laughs> prior prior to season twelve seasons, season twelve and onwards. I don't. I don't. I have, to, have to do go a rewatch of the first twelve, so I don't remember them that well. There we go. Well, I'll, I'll, both me and you will have to do our homework, but I'm open to it. Uh, Drew, what is happening on your channel here over the next week as we head into Christmas? Is there anything special coming up? Do you have some special plans on your channel in regards to um, the recaps or your content coming out? Will you be wearing 
some some festive clothing and things like that since you like I, to dress up of course we'll be um that's why i was asking <laughs> you if we were gonna go live this coming week uh this next week because i was like if not i'm wearing my christmas stuff now um but <laughs> um yeah guys do your homework i'm already on season 22 catch up with me one through 22 let's go <laughs> i've done um, 11 already... through 20 through 30 recently so I yeah just do the other so earlier ones. i'm gonna be doing my own challenge ranking uh of every season coming up in 2022 so it's it's fun i can't wait to hear what you guys thoughts on it we can debate it um this week on angel cake is the normal review and recaps and just trying to enjoy the holidays while also getting a lot geared up for what could possibly be a long off season for the challenge, uh, if rumors are correct. And this Sunday, December 19th, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Angel Cake Entertainment season review of Spies, Lies, and Allies. And I cannot wait to not have to say that name ever again. And those three <laughs> words ever in the same sentence. I don't care what's first, lies, allies, spies. I don't care. I'm not saying it. Never saying it again. <laughs> I take it you're not rewatching this season anytime soon. Uh, I will only refer to it as <laughs> season 37. <laughs> I will never say Spies, Lies, and Allies after these review and recaps and Tiny Table Talks. Fair never. enough. Chantel, <laughs> what is happening on reality realness with three S's as we head towards Christmas and the end of the year here? Uh, what do you have lined up on your channel? Things are definitely cooling down again, which is interesting. So I'm like, oh, wait, I need to do something. So I'm probably going to fill up my schedule because like, I have so much free time. Um, I will definitely be going live um, earlier on Wednesday next week to do the finale recap of The Bachelorette with Tanya. Um, I will, I'm not sure when, um, because I told you that I, like, my, my best friend made dinner plans. So I may or may not, depends on how that night goes, do the first part of the reunion. Other than if I don't, then I'll do it, you know, double episode the following week. So we'll have to stay tuned about the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies, part one and two of the reunion. And um, we'll have to stay tuned. Uh, obviously, be back with you guys at 5 p.m. Eastern and next Friday. And I'm debating, Drew, maybe you can tell me if I should do this or not. Or maybe you'd want to do it with me. But Selling Tampa began this week. And so I've seen all of Selling Sunset, and I'm up to date on that. And Selling Tampa is about uh, like um, a black, all female real estate agency in Tampa. And I'm considering covering that. And so uh, that is something that I'm thinking of doing between now and the new year. And then lastly, doing a cast uh, reveal within the next couple of weeks for The Amazing Race. So that's all I got, I think, unless I'm forgetting like 10 things. Yeah, it should be fun. Well, um, I'll let you guys talk about selling temp Tampa at the end of this podcast and figure out if there's uh, an opportunity there. It should are be you, interesting. Are you I should, watching it? I should, I should, no, I should go watching. I should go watch Selling Sunset, but Drew does watch everything. So, <laughs> Tampa Bay, baby. Oh, 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 there so we yeah, go. You might love Selling Tampa. You might be like, you have to be like, oh my God, like that's a landmark. That's a landmark. That's a landmark. I, I feel like Drew's in. I feel like we can, by that, we can tell that he is, he's already got the hat. He's ready <laughs> I'm to also do the considering recaps. doing Housewives of Miami that just started as well. I don't know. That's a mess. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta watch out too. with Chantal, Drew. She's gonna drag you into all of these shows, mate. Like you'll end up being doing, doing like five or six podcasts a week with her. Um, she, she is the podcast queen for a reason, just due to all of these content all of these different episodes that you can continue to recap on and push out i really take my hat off to you it's a lot <laughs> of hard you. work <laughs> thank you um, thank you 
All right. Well, as we close it off here on Reality Pop, thanks, guys, for joining us uh, here again. Like we said, we will be back next week. We've got um, one more episode dropping uh, tomorrow. Uh, I believe it's going to be 8.30 p.m. or 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I need to double check on the time for that. It's going to be the Survivor Superfan Roundtable. Uh, we're going to have a couple of superfans that have been watching the show um, join the Survivor Buffs. I will also jump on with the Survivor Buffs to talk about um, my thoughts on Survivor uh, Season 41 drop the four keep the uh, keep the one i guess um but i'm sure there's going to be a lot unsaid that i will want to talk about when i catch up with you guys the week after that because um i'm just going to be a part of that round table opposed to when i talk to you guys it'll probably be a lot more free-flowing but check that out it should be a lot of fun to get some fan opinions on the show as well um and then uh, i will catch you guys next time thanks for being here in the live and talk to you soon bye